get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 75th episode of the What Up, Though? Podcast. Oh, shit. 75. The quarter quail. The quarter quail. <laughs> I don't know if you would get that reference or not. I was just about to ask, like, what's quarter quail? <laughs> you said it like you knew what it was. It sounded cool as hell, but, I, but I, was, I, was, I was definitely about to follow that. <laughs> with like, what's quarter quail? It's some Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. I definitely wouldn't know. So, what's, so what is it exactly? It was there. It was a... The seventy fifth Hunger Games. Oh, okay. Yeah, they called it the Quarter Quail. Yeah, it's definitely the uh, Hunger Games around this bitch. Um, why is my dog fucking wired? I'm like, yeah, what's going on up there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking either maybe someone pulling the driveway or he just. I'm gonna say he's lonely. He could just come down here, but it's like. Yeah, yeah that sounds suspicious. Yeah, yeah, he's like tripping. I don't know. <laughs> we figured it out. Anyway, so, yeah, so since the last time uh, we recorded, wait, oh, was, happy fucking new year. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't recorded this year yet. Shit. No, no. Um, so over the holiday, you uh, took a fucking vacation and shit and went yeah. away to like warmer warmer places and slot no, machines. No, I didn't go anywhere warmer. So, oh, I just went away. Oh, it wasn't warmer? Okay. <laughs> no, Las Vegas was not warmer. I went to Las Vegas. Um, I didn't go for New Year's Eve. I went to a friend's house on New Year's Eve for a wild and crazy party. Okay. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But um, I'll talk about Vegas now. But um, uh, me and my wife went to Vegas. We left from the party probably like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Went home, slept for probably about an hour and a half. And then went to the airport. Flight left at like 6 so shit yeah six, i don't know if it was six maybe like six something but whatever it was we got there like five thirty, something like that uh went to las vegas um it was her first time going to las vegas so oh, shit. it was a big deal for her for me it was like standard fare like i've been there probably a good four or five times prior to this so uh wasn't nothing new, new to me but it was new to her so um yeah we went to vegas we stayed at the bellagio which was new to me uh one of the five-star hotels in las vegas and it was underwhelming, like, being in a five-star hotel in Las really? Vegas. Because you would think, like, okay, so I feel like a five-star in Las Vegas, at least for the Bellagio, because I can't speak on any of the other ones, you're paying more for the ambiance and the service than you are for the room itself. Because, like, the actual room itself wasn't all that. Like, it was cool, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is so luxurious. I, I've stayed in rooms that were better than that. Like, uh, so what's the pluses then? I think the pluses are more of like, okay, well, for, for starters, the location, it's like right in the middle of the strip, right in the middle of everything Two, it has all of the amenities and services that you would expect of a five star hotel. Like you get treated like greatness. So like you can get all kinds of services and you like, you get kind of, you get the kind of shit that like. Like little small things that I wouldn't even really think would be. Do y'all get drinks in y'all room? Not for free. 
Oh, okay. So that's so that's not that's not one of that's <laughs> so not no, one of that's the five one star of the, amenities. No, that's not one of the <laughs> the benefits. Like uh, a a small example, like um, at the end of our stay, I went down there to um, they had a computer room, and I wanted to print out our boarding passes for our trip back here, and I thought. I was like, okay, I'm going to go downstairs. I'll hit up the computer room. I'll print out the passes. I'll come back. And the concierge was like, well, we can do that for you right here. And they, I told them, like, my confirmation number and my uh, airline. And they print out the passes and fold them up, put them in this, like, little Bellagio envelope. They don't have to, like, log in, though, shit? They just nah. can print shit out? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a nice feature. That's and I'm cool, like, that might be just like broke person shit where you that's think like that's a cool, a, maybe that's, that's customary to a lot of people. But I don't know, that's, that's like a, a small thing. That's I a cool feature, but I feel like anybody could just have your boarding passes and shit. Well, they w- they wouldn't know my confirmation number. Oh, I mean, they well, have to get my yeah. like yeah, you know right. email or something yeah. like that. But like, I just said my name, my airline, and then gave my confirmation number. And they printed it out. And I thought that was a cool little feature. Like I said, that might be something that like I might have been. I wasn't that impressed, but I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a nice little feature. I mean, they have to have some kind of portal to be able to put in confirmation numbers and you just print out shit without you having to, like, log in your email. It wasn't nothing you could yeah. do like that. You have and to log are, into your information. Right, and they're a five-star hotel in Las Vegas. They probably have all kinds of access to things to help make their guests stay a little bit better. And, like, when we got there, uh, we got there, like, way early. Because, like I said, our flight left at, like, 6, 7 o'clock. And then with the time shift, we got there only, like, an hour later, technically, so it was like, like 8 o'clock in the morning or some shit like that. It was like 8.30, something like that when we got there. And you can't check in. Normally at hotels till like 3 o'clock. But normally you can, if you got a hotel room, you can check in at like noon. Oh, uh, I guess Matisse is here. I figured he because. He the door unlocked. Okay, well, continue. Okay, I'll continue. So um, you can, so we pulled up and we got out the cab and the, the bellhop or whatever comes up. He puts our bags on the little bellhop cart thing. And so he's like, so what we do is we'll we'll put your bags to the side. Uh, you take this ticket, and then when you get to your room, you just call the concierge or the bellhop, give them this number, and we'll bring the bags up to your room. I was like, well, that's cool. Uh, like that's kind of I don't want to say standard for a hotel, but that's not anything out of the ordinary that would like blow me away or anything like that. So I went up, but it, it was eight thirty at the time, so we couldn't actually technically get our room. So. We checked it. We go to check in or whatever, and they're like, "Well, you guys can check in early, but the housekeepers don't even get here till ten o'clock. So, you know, we'll fast track your room. We'll have the housekeepers hit up your room first, hit up a room for you first, and have you come through. And um, you know, we'll what they do is, wh- what are you doing? Oh, trying to Jeffy. Do I need to go and get another bottle? Uh, if you Unless want. Unless you want to drink that. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> we just started, so right, I mean, we if you, got if you want. We got time, but like we this is this is literally all we got left. So if you want more than that, then yeah, you, you need might want another bottle. Thinking about it never again. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, it's on you, man. Yeah. So um, so what they did was they were like, uh, well, we can't, we ain't got your room yet. Housekeeper don't get here till ten o'clock. So what we do is they took they took our phone number and email, and they're like, when we when your room is available, we'll text you. Uh, your room number, and you can just go to it. Oh, okay. And we'll like they gave us a, a the room key and everything, and it just wasn't activated yet. Oh. And like whatever your room is, when it's free, whatever room number it is, we'll give you, we'll send you that room number, and then your card will be active, and then you can go check in. I mean, you can go to your room and then call the you know call the bellhop and have him bring your luggage up. And I thought that was dope that like uh 
like I, I think I guess generally when you go to a hotel, if you can't check in yet, you can't check in yet. They don't they don't take you through the whole process, give you your room key the whole nine, and then just say we'll text you when it's ready and you can just go there. Like oh, I thought okay. that was kind of dope. That's kind of cool, then. Yeah, so it had like like nice little amenities like that that I thought were dope, and the bathroom was dope. Like I thought the room itself was like. It was okay. But the like, bathroom was like... The bathroom was kind of dope. They had like TVs in the bathroom? No, but we did stay in a... We, we stayed in a hotel before or had TVs in the bathroom. But that's just to put in perspective, though, that like a five-star in Vegas isn't necessarily the same as a five-star somewhere else. Okay. Because it's like... I think when it comes to Las Vegas, like the hotel rooms, th- that's not the key feature because they don't expect you to be in your room. So it's like... Right. You could pay for a five-star hotel in Las Vegas and your room might be nice... But it's not going to be, like, extravagant because they're not expecting you to be there. Right. So it's like if you, you go anywhere else, a five-star is You pretty crazy. much check in and drop your bags and you off to the strip yeah. or whatever the fuck you're doing. So, like, it wasn't nothing too special. But it it was nice. But it was I've stayed in nicer rooms that were not in five-star hotels than that. But okay. But, yeah, it was cool. But anyway, um, so we stayed at the Bellagio. That was dope. And I've always wanted to stay there because I just I, – I love the Bellagio. Like, I love the look from it from the outside. And then I had been in there before. It has a really nice lobby, really nice ambiance. Like, it feels very upscale. And, like, you can go through the lobby at, like, a, one of the, uh, you know, like a three-star three, three star hotel. And, like, it, all the lobbies are obviously, like, big-ass. They're obviously, you know, casinos on the main levels and shit. And you go through them, and they feel like you could be, like, in bumfuck Tennessee or some shit. Like, it's not, it don't, it look kind of, it almost looks like it's for, like, poor people and shit. But the Bellagio <laughs> is, like... Their fucking main level is like crazy nice, so that was dope. And um, uh, not to talk so to keep this portion of this at a minimum. I think the the cooler one of the coolest things that we did was uh, we went on something called the High Roller, which was not in existence the last time I was in Las Vegas. And to put that in perspective, I think the last time I was there was probably only like five years ago. Like it wasn't like a crazy long amount of time, but they've added like maybe like three or four hotels since I've been there. The one that I stayed in the very first time I went, which was probably in like 2009 or something like that, or don't even exist no more. They totally like revamped it. It's called something else. And, um, they have like this whole little, it's almost like a shopping promenade called the link. And that's also what the hotel is called now, the link. And it had a thing called the high roller, which is like a Ferris wheel. Right. But it's like, it's like the biggest Ferris wheel you've ever seen in your life, and it's not a Ferris wheel that you sit in. Each car is like a a a room almost. Like it, each one can hold like forty people, and you Shit. can buy like a uh, you buy a ticket if you are an adult because like they have family ones where you can just go in, and when it reaches its peak, you can see like all of Las Vegas from this motherfucker. But like you can buy like a thirty something adult ticket, and it has a bar in it. And it's open bar the whole time you there. But but the thing is like 30 minutes long. So it's a 30-minute ride. You can fit 40 people in this fucking... In one of the fucking Ferris wheel orbs. And orbs. it has an open... It's an orb. Like, it, it's an orb. And, like, <laughs> you can fit 40 people in it, and it's open bar. And you can drink the whole time. And, I, you know, I... Hey... I take a 30 minute open bar as a challenge. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna see. Yep. That's shit. So I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm gonna see what I can make it do. Make That's it do dope. what it do. You can look at my, I mean, both, both of y'all got my Facebook. Y'all can look at, uh, I posted pictures from it in my, um, in a Facebook album. So how much liquor did you drink in the link? 
I drank, uh, and that's and that's on the house. That's because of the hotel. As far as the price, no, that's Did I just that? that's just a feature. Yeah, it's just a feature of the. No, it has nothing to do with Bellagio. It's just a, a thing in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. So the link is a hotel, but it's a it's a completely different hotel. But it's also like a shopping promenade that features this giant Ferris wheel thing called the High Roller. And like so, you, like I said, you only get thirty minutes, but it's open bar while you're there. So I had like. I think I had like three Jack and Cokes and something else. Man, that's like power hour or power half exactly. hour. Exactly. It like. was power half hour. I, I made sure that I got it in while I was there and and powered through as many drinks as I could. Yeah. But I thought that was dope to have like an open bar and a Ferris wheel. Like a Ferris that's wheel awesome. that can hold like 40 people in it. Like it, I would be almost skeptical of the fact that it could hold 40 people. And the race for those but you got to see excellent. like, but you got to see like it's huge oh, though. You see the race? 39 bucks starting at 39 a night. Yeah, that that hotel is like that's the hotel. It was called the Imperial Palace when I stayed there the first time I went to Vegas. It was called the Imperial Palace, and the reason I stayed there was because it was so cheap. Mm-hmm. Like I went there uh, during uh, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. the first time I went, and for the Thanksgiving weekend I paid like maybe like fifty bucks a night at this place. That's and, and that's like, on the strip as well. It's on the strip, right smack dab in the middle. It's it's like how do they do so cheap though? Because all. Every time, I mean, I because they probably get that money back in a million different ways. I'm like, yeah, because I've only been in Vegas once, but when I remember searching Ooh, for hotel nice rooms and stuff, you know, rooms were it wasn't fifty dollars on the strip. You get cheaper rooms the farther away from the strip. You, you know, what I'm saying you were. Yeah, yeah, that's Ooh, that's nice that's dope as hell. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's gigantic. This fucking Ferris wheel thing is huge, and each fucking orb is gigantic. Like I said, it can fit like forty people in it. And so it, that was that was one of the the highlights for me because that was something I had never done before because the fucking thing wasn't even there five years ago. Um, that That's was dope. crazy as hell. Um, I took her to the uh, I took my wife to the the seafood buffet, which was I mean I don't need to explain that. Dog. That's the shit. There's there's no way around. It's the shit. Any strange any strange the, shit? The fine strange. I don't know. Like I, well, I tried oysters for the first time. How'd you like it? Um, I didn't particularly care for it. Which is weird because I pretty much like all manners of now, seafood. Now, is it pretty much like just raw, slimy, off the shell? I tried all of them. I tried a regular one, and I tried, um, there was like a baked one that was like, um, it was like Oysters Rockefeller, but it had extra shit on it. So it was like, it had like some cheese, but then it had some other shit on it. And even that one, it was like, it was edible, like it was cool, but it wasn't like, it wasn't anything that I would have again. Like, it it was a little bit too... It's hard for me to describe, because I've had seafood that tastes extra, like, seafoody. Like, it tastes like a... You know, it tastes very... Like, they say meat is gamey. Yeah, like, seafood <laughs> Yeah, like. seafood Like, it, <laughs> like um, I had... Uh, when we were in Thailand, I had something called um, uh, cockles. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of that? Mm. I only heard of it on Game of Thrones in the last season. They, uh... One of characters are sell- selling oysters, clams, and cockles. And I'm like, what the fuck is a cockle? But it's kind of like mussels, really. But it's way more seafoody than mussels. And mussels are already kind of seafoody. But cockles are even more seafoody than that. But oysters were even more seafoody to me than cockles were. And I was like, I was like, this is a bit much. Like this shit tastes like this is fresh out of the ocean. Un, like under the ground in the dirt like I was like this is very fucking <laughs> I don't know seafood-y. why I think I've heard of like cockles from like uh, Andrew Zimmer or some shit like it's that like, shit he would eat. 
It, that's what it sounds like and shit. But cockles was cool. But like, like I said, the oysters weren't bad. But it was nothing that I, I, I wouldn't stand for that shit. Like, oh yeah, I love to, I love to eat oysters. Like it was like eh, it was all right. But um, no, nothing really strange. They had like typical seafood shit. They had I don't anything you would think of. Different kinds of fishes. And then, like, they will have multiple kinds of fish. So, like, they had multiple kinds of tuna, multiple kinds of, uh, um... You got any raw tuna? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I didn't try anything. I think they had, a, like, a little sushi area, but, like, I, I mean, I can have sushi here. I wanted to try shit that I don't, <laughs> I don't typically have often. Right, so, they had, like, right. they had, like, uh, scallops, like, uh, baked scallops, but they were still on the shell. And then they had, like, not raw scallops, but, like, cold scallops that were still on the shell. Uh, you know, shit like that. I tried that. Um, I tried, I don't know, everything else I ate was pretty standard, at least standard to me. Like, I had, like, mussels, I had, uh, you know, shrimp, I had, uh, well, the scallops I had were, like, baked scallops. They were still in the shell, and they had, like, uh, like, cheese and shit, you know, shit on top of them or whatever. I had, like, a baked, uh, a stuffed clam head, kind of. It was, like... They took, like, a clam, right, the clam shell, and they put, like, a, you know how you have, like, stuffed seafood and shit? Mm-hmm. But they put it actually, like, in the head of a clam. Oh. Like, the bitch had the eyes on it and everything. That, so, that was cool. That would definitely be uh, interesting. That's cut you off. I had uh, battered fried oysters on Christmas. That was, that was, that was probably good. That was really good. And that was the other thing I had was uh, I had fried oysters, too. Yeah. Uh, her, uh, my wife's dad, uh, make, made them for breakfast. The shit was awesome, dog. Yeah, th- those were the least objectionable of the ones that I had. But even then, I was like, this ain't all that. I mean, like, it's cool, but I don't know. It felt like a, a fishier version of mussels, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Mm, yeah. And, um. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing about the seafood was the, uh, was the lobster. Um, it's already kind of like pre-cut. So, like, you know, one of one of the things that I hate about getting, like, crab legs and shit is having to, like, crack them open and doing all that work to get such a small reward. But, like, the the lobsters are already kind of cut. So, you can just stick your fork into the meat and then it comes right out of the shell. So, you don't actually have to really do Nigga, shit. that's some pampered-ass shit right yeah, there. Yeah, it was, it was great, though. <laughs> yeah. It was great. <clears throat> Excuse uh, me. So, yeah, that was another highlight. Um, I can't think of anything that was... Uh, Oh, know. what am I talking about? Yes, I can. So we went to like a um, <laughs> we went to a, a show called uh, Zuma- Z- wait Zumania. Zu- I keep I, I called it Zumanji, but like Jumanji, but that's not what it was. I think it was Zumania, but it was kind of like a I don't want to say it was a sex show because people wasn't fucking nothing like that. But it was like a well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it, uh-huh. it is unfortunate. But it was a show with like sex shit in it, like a whole lot of naked bitches and like it was, it was like crazy. It was it. It was pretty decent. I mean, I've seen way crazier, so I wasn't like really blown away by it. But it it was that was a cool little show. And then we went to like a Cirque du Soleil show called Ka, and that shit was crazy. Like that was dope. Like now these these were shows y'all had planned to see, or that's to say y'all just kind of on a whim saw. The Zumanity was kind of a combination of both. We were told about it at the New Year's Eve party that we went to the night before. So we were told about it, and we were like. Okay, that sounds like something we want to do. So that was, we were told about it a day before. So we planned on doing it, but it wasn't like planned ahead of time. And the Cirque du Soleil show was when we just got uh, free things to by going to like a timeshare seminar or some shit. Did y'all, did y'all pay for the timeshare? No, but 
I, I actually we would have liked to because it, it it looked really good, but it was kind of like nah, we can't really fade that. So it was like we just got like they fed us like free breakfast and shit. And we didn't say a little presentation and saw like a a timeshare place there, and then they gave us free tickets to Cirque du Soleil. So it was like hmm, fuck it. So we so we did that after we went to the on the the high roller Ferris wheel thing. So yeah, I mean it was cool, man. It was it was typical Vegas. We didn't party it up too much. Um, the the most not most interesting but the most interesting thing in the aspect of gambling because i don't really gamble a lot because i have horrible luck with that shit so i don't really fuck with it but we went to we we played we played the slot machines on one night and i actually had probably the best slot machine night that i've had which isn't saying much because i my prior best was also in vegas but winning like seven dollars was like (laughs) was like that was like the best i've done so this in this one I was up like forty dollars. So I was like, you know what, this is the best I've ever done. I, this is a lucky day for me because normally I'm like have horrible luck with this shit. So I'm like, I'm cashing out forty. I, I'm up forty. Fuck it, I'm done. So then we went to like this other machine. It was like a Willy Wonka machine, right? And so like you know how slot machines they all kind of have the same setup, right? It's generally like three rows, five columns, or something like that, and they spin and you know they got to line up and shit like that. This Willy Wonka one was like, I think it was like more like five by five. And um, it had a thing where like randomly, like, you know, a lot of slot machines, you can hit a certain combination or whatever. And it have, puts you like a bonus game kind of where you can win extra shit or whatever. So my wife sits down and she's playing a Willy Wonka machine. And I'm like, by this point, I'm like I said, I'm cashed out. I'm done. I got my extra 40. Fuck it. I feel yeah. lucky. <laughs> so she starts playing this shit, right? And the random thing for this machine was like these little Oompa Loompas that come out. And it says even on the machine that it's completely random where they come out. It's not like a thing where like if you hit this combination, they come out. It's like totally random. You can hit nothing and they come out. And they come out and they can they add this bonus game where it's like it adds more combinations to the uh, that you can win. And then it also has like the little Oompa Loompas sit atop the, all the rows. I mean all the, all the columns. And they pour like this magic powder or whatever. And if they pour the magic powder over your column, you can get that whole column will turn to wild. So five columns, when she did it, the Oompa Loompas came up and they're pouring this magic powder or whatever on the columns. And out of all five columns, four of them turned to all wilds. So she could have got anything in that first column right. and it had been straight. And then the whole first column was all the same shit. So she hit on like everything. And made like a hundred dollars on that one, and then she maybe like maybe like three or four turns later she did it again and got maybe like almost the same thing like another three four columns ended up ended up where she was up like two hundred dollars and I'm like fuck this dog I'm like all right I gotta do this shit so I take my little forty dollars that I won and shit I'm like fuck it I'm sitting next to I'm put I put in the same fucking machine man fuck fuck gambling dog (laughs) fuck gambling dog. My forty dollars was going so goddamn fast. Man, I was like, man, I'm never lucky with that shit, dog. This guy Matisse yeah. always get lucky. I'm never lucky with that. For six thousand dollars when I was twenty one, man, never. Dog, I would low key, dog. If I hit six thousand dollars on a fucking slot machine, I might low key cry. You said you was like, twenty one. Twenty one. You know what I hit for twenty one? I was twenty one. Seventy five dollars. That's that still the most. That's still hit. more than I ever hit. And that's the most I've hit. Uh, I, everything else, I think I've definitely given that back plus some. That's why I don't yeah. gamble much. And I hit for five thousand on pennies. Also, like, how many fucking pennies is that? Oh, motherfucking lot. 
Man. 50 fucking thousand. I was so sick because I'm like, 50, what pissed me off about it was that I was up my little $40 and was happy. But she was so fucking lucky with the shit winning her 200 like, that I was like, let me see if I can do it too. And then I lost my shit. So I'm like, not only did you win, but your success made me lose even more. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what fucking pissed me off, dog. I I was so mad about that shit, dog. I was like, man, I'm never doing this shit again, ever, dog. <laughs> I'm my so sick of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, we went to the casino once with her dad once, and he was hitting like a motherfucker. And I'm like, both of them hitting this shit, winning money. And I'm like, steadily pouring money in this shit, not getting nothing. I'm like, man, gambling is fuck shit. I hate this. I'm like, no wonder y'all like it. Y'all win all the goddamn time, man. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never had much luck. Like I said, I think when I went, I went to the casino on my 21st birthday, and I won like $75, I think, with like roulette. But other than that, when I was in Vegas, I when I was in Vegas, I I lost $100 in about a good two, three minutes <laughs> playing, uh, playing craps. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm done. <laughs> the crazy thing about, the crazy thing, even more crazy about her going up 200 was that she had basically maxed out everything at that point. Like, she was at a point where she had basically lost everything on one machine, and then the little bit that she had won, we went to the Willy Wonka joint, and she put her little bit left. I'm like, why are you still putting money in this bitch? Like, you keep losing. She got all the way down to where it was, like, literally her last one to the point where, like... You don't even have no more options. Right. Like, now you could do, like, five times or ten times or all the different combinations. You only had, like, she could only bet the minimum. And she bet that minimum Damn. and somehow ended up back at 200, dog. I'm like, man, this some bullshit, dog. would have been on and popping. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If she had been able to bet the max on that one, mm-hmm. man. Shit, I was so fucking mad, dog. That's funny. Never gambling again. Well, but yeah. So overall, I sound like I had a good time. Yeah, it was, it was cool, man. Like I said I, I love Vegas, man. It's my favorite. It's, it is my yeah. favorite place to be, dog. I fucking love Vegas. I tell you, it's, it's Disney World for adults, man. It's great. The only problem is like how expensive everything is, because like the rooms is cheap, but everything else is expensive out the ass, dog. Especially in a Bellagio. That's another problem with fucking being in a five star hotel. Is you pay five star prices for every fucking thing. Like, man, nigga, fucking water bottle. Like, a the fucking Dasani 20-ounce joint was like $5 and something, dog. Like, I got a fucking a fucking Pepsi. That bitch was like four seventy five. Like, crazy, man. So, tell me this. How about cigars? Did you have cigars? I had one cigar. Um, I, I went to um, this pretty popular cigar place called Casa Fuente and, um, in Caesar's Palace, that uh, well, that's the place Tony told you. Yeah, it's the place about? the aunt told us about in, in our cigar group. Speaking of which, it's called Detroit Cigar Group. Any of y'all, any of <laughs> y'all uh, that might be cigar smokers, feel free to uh, attempt to join on Facebook. Yeah, I will uh, decide whether or not to accept you, or Otis <laughs> will decide. But uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I went over there and I got like a, <laughs> I got the Opus X Lost City, which is like incredibly fucking rare. And that bitch cost me like bitch cost me forty dollars for that fucking cigar, but it was a bad motherfucker though. <laughs> I always hear that cigar is pretty dope. Yeah, it's it's good, and I spent I spent a lot of money at that fucking spot because I bought a um. They have a I looked them up on Yelp and shit, you know, just to get an idea of what else is good there, and they rave about their mojitos and shit. So I bought I got a mojito. The mojitos were fourteen dollars. I fucking bought. No, I bought one mojito, but I got in the section of the menu that the mojito was in, everything was $14. So I got something else in that section that was $14, which was good as fuck. Like, I want to look it up. It was something that had Hennessy in it 
and some peach something or other, but that shit was good as fuck. And then I got like, I, was I your wife with you? Or you by yourself? I was by myself. She was asleep, man. She was. She wasn't able to. She ain't able she to Vegas like me. You. No, oh, she, she can't Vegas. She can't like, Vegas. I can. Vegas. <laughs> I, can Ve- I was telling her that I was like, I know how to Vegas. You don't know how to Vegas. No, I was Vegas in like a motherfucker that night. Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because like I felt like I was. I feel like I'm kind of like off my game at my age right now. Like I can't really. I can still drink like I used to drink back in the day. But like I can't like stay up late and drink like I used to. But man, I was Vegas and like a motherfucker, dog. Right? Yeah, you got to, dog. Lights, lights. Light. Exactly, man. <laughs> so it was like she fell asleep at like we came back from. Uh, I can't remember we came back from, but the plan was to take a nap and then to go uh, go do other shit. You know, go hit the go hit the slots. You know, go out to a bar. Shit like that, because I told us generally what you do because like people don't even hit the clubs in Vegas till midnight. Right, they stay open till four. Yeah, yeah, they stay open late as fuck. So like you don't hit the you hit the club here at like ten eleven o'clock. You hit the club in Vegas like one. Mm -hmm. So it's like I was like we could take a nap till like I think the plan was to take a nap till no it was like to take a nap till like ten and then like you know get ready and shit have drink you know whatever you know prepare for the night. Get your pregame. Man, she couldn't fuck. No, she woke up. She, I stood in line for like, I think it was like 10, 10 o'clock, 10.30, and her eyes was red. Like, she was out of it, dog. She was done. Like, it was no way she was getting up. I was like, you know what? I'll go down to the cigar, cigar spot. It closes at midnight. I'll go down there. I have a cigar. I'll come back at midnight, and then we can see if you want to, you know, roll out or whatever. I bet she's like, cool. Peace. Yeah, she was like, cool. So I went down to the cigar. Cigar spot, I had the cigar, and I was smoking that bitch from 10.30 to... I left at 10. I was smoking that bitch from 10.30 right till midnight. Like, I left at, like, 11.58. And, um, went back to the room. She was still out. Um, I, I can't... Yeah, I think we did go down to the slot machines for probably... Because that was that same night where I got mad and shit. Went down to the slot machines. Went right back. She went right back to sleep. And I stayed up and watched, um... They had... VH1 had a marathon of... <laughs> All the Saturday Saturday Night Live episodes that Justin Timberlake hosted. <laughs> oh, I bet that's probably. <laughs> I was like, oh. "Bitch, I'm about to stay up late as hell." The bitches ran from three to, three to eight in the morning. I was like, "You know what? I'm about to be up till eight. I ain't make it." But I was up till like I fell asleep at six. But yeah, I was I was Vegas and like a motherfucker that night. That's funny. But yeah, I had, had a mojito. I had the. At least other you had drink. good style. Uh, yeah. Uh, Good cigars and shit. So. Yeah, it, it was a good ass cigar. I mean, that bitch wouldn't be forty dollars probably anywhere else. But it's funny you say Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Whatever, dog. <duh. laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that? It's funny you say Justin Timberlake. You see that? Yeah, you do kind of look like Justin Timberlake. Yeah. If you were white with a beard and I, I have a beard, yeah. white or and yeah. privileged, white and, and privileged. privileged. <laughs> I'm a black kid. He's a he on a white shirt. <laughs> That yeah. dude, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's my twin. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. Oh, another thing was cool. I'm mad I missed it, though. They had, uh, it's funny, last time I was in Vegas, was that? Oh, last time I was in Vegas, um, I was going through Caesar's Palace, and they had, um, Pete Rose was in one of the uh, sporting stores there, like the shit that sells memorabilia and shit. Oh, okay. and I was like, oh, fuck, Pete Rose and shit. And it was like a thing where you got to pay to, you know, pay to, get autographs shit like that and i had my camera at the time so i just took a picture from like far as fuck on a long zoom of pete rose i was like oh cool pete rose exact same spot mike tyson was there this weekend the well the weekend that i was there and i was like man i'll let her go see mike tyson fucking dude at the store was like it cost for eight by ten 
to get signed by Tyson was two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. But here's the thing, though: a fucking actual boxing glove signed by him was two fifty, and I was like, I was like, I wouldn't pay two hundred dollars for an eight by ten, but I would probably pay two fifty for a fucking glove. With Mike Tyson's I mean, signature. if you go spend the money, yeah, that would you spend it on. Not a fucking bullshit picture. But here's the thing, though. I wasn't going to actually get the glove. Like, my plan was to, if I had the two, if I came into the 250, because I didn't have 250 to blow on, on that shit. I was like, but if I came into the 250 gambling, my plan was to, because I care way more about, like, pictures. So my plan was to pay the 250 to get the glo- autographed glove and take a picture with Tyson, mm. and then sell the fucking glove on eBay, because I don't care about that shit. I just want to take a picture now with Mike Tyson. Been, now, that would have been dope. That was my plan, but then I looked on eBay, and a fucking auto, a Mike Tyson autograph glove was going for like $100 and shit. I'm like, well, fuck nah, that. You're going to lose money. Yeah, I'm like, well, fuck that. So, yeah, I didn't get to meet Mike Tyson, but that would have been nice. That sucks. Well, whatever. Yeah, so that Good was my, that was a, a brief, a semi-brief uh, retelling of, of Vegas. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. So, the news has been kind of, I don't know, wishy-washy last week or so. Um, but I was uh, riding the car this morning, and I was listening to Breakfast Club, and Master P was on there. Uh, and I've heard Master P on there before, and I can't remember exactly. Master P invitation. Yeah, that, that actually was pretty good. Can you do it again? No, I don't think okay. so. That, right. that was like, that came from my soul. <laughs> right. I can't do it like, like I brought on, that from the diaphragm. Yeah, can't I can't ha- do that on, on cue. Can't happen again. It's going to sound weird if I try it again. But, uh, so I'm listening to him. I, he was on there, shit. Um, probably a, maybe a couple of months ago or whatever. And I think he had got into it with like Charlemagne because. Charlemagne has said something about Mercedes or some shit. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so that's what I remember. So he's on there today, and, you know, he's he has, it's like he has, like, this chip on his shoulder. And I don't understand why this rich-ass dude that has all the money in the world, mostly from a, a catalog that, in some respects, is pretty mediocre. That's a fair assessment. And makes so like much he has a catalog money. Of Illmatics. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm he he doesn't have like a, a, a like ten reasonable doubts and shit, or yeah. life after death or some shit like that. And he has like this like huge chip on his shoulder. I just couldn't understand it. Dude. What was he like? What was he mad about? Like, like it's, it's like he he's mad about you know friends and family and artists trying to like get handouts and all this shit and you know i felt like he made a a jab towards like see murder or some shit his brother yeah <laughs> like you know like you know we got guys in jail like i ain't do the crime and blah 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 blah. blah. i'm thinking like is he really and I don't, nobody asked it on there i'm thinking like are you talking about see murder like hmm. you really think he really did, did it then if that's the case like because i that's one of the things i've always wondered about you know the whole see murder thing was like I felt like, damn, why ain't P putting up more? Mo- I don't know what he's putting up, but it just seemed like for the money that he had, it seemed like he could have had like the 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 OJ team of fucking lawyers True. and you know what I'm saying things of that nature. So I'm like, it's a this- man who made like I believe like fifty million independent. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So it's like I'm like, is it? Did he just really do it then? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's just like, you know, I'm not spending all this money. So it's like, you know, he he kind of you know I'm say alluded to that shit. And then, you know, it's almost like he wanted 
people to like he was he, he had this one segment where he was just talking about you know he wanted people to be able to manage their money better like you know he said he was talking to to uh um Floyd Mayweather and he was telling him how he needs to you know you know get rid of people in the circle he's talking to other people and then he, he mentioned you know have you heard the story that the one chick who won the the lottery for some ungodly amount and she kept bailing her boyfriend out of jail <laughs> or some shit no. and she done spent like 12 million dollars on bond for this dude wow. or some crazy shit so you know he's talking about like well you know maybe he you know she could have just came to me and i would have you know gave her some advice you know and but he's making it like he wants to be like a financial consultant for like people and <laughs> somehow he, he was talking to chris brown telling me to get his shit together but it's like but yeah, if they pay me you know what i'm saying i'll you know give them some I don't, i'm not giving out handouts and other shit and so then he got to this one point where he was talking about you know all of the people that he had beef with and not be or beefs with i guess you know, he wanted to go in a ring and do, like, you know, box it out or some shit. And he was like, well, who do you want to box out? Anybody from C-Murder to Snoop to, like, do you really get beef with all these people? Why are you, why are you, you're, like, the most angriest millionaire. It sounds like he is, like, like he has, it sounds like it's all people that, these are all people that used to be on his label. Yeah, like, all the people he's dealt with. And then he's talking like about. Like, you want to box your brother and former, la- former label mate? Like, yeah, then he's talking about, uh. Who was it? Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, he's talking about uh, his wife, who, I mean, I guess, you know, his kid's mom, who after like 24 years, you know, she wants to, you know, somehow she would want to send some stuff to TMZ on him and all this stuff. He's like, you know, she with me 24 years and she ain't got no money to show for it. And I'm like, what the fuck is really going on in your circle, dude? Yeah, it's like he got some like personal shit that he's dealing with that he's just mad about, and he don't he don't really yeah he don't want to be specific about what the shit is, but he just mad I mean, about I, it. He I just think he mad. was I will say he was specific specific in the point of saying that you know all these people want money or want opportunities from him, want money from him, and all this other shit. But I don't know. I just I feel like he's smarter. He's He's pretty smart to the point that he's actually made some money. But I felt like P kind of fell into a a great time. It was like a timing thing with him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the whole, like, prime era of of No Limit, you know, they came out. They came out. They would come out with albums, like, every fucking other week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it was such a gimmick. And he made so much money off this fucking gimmick. <sighs> I don't want to say it because I'm a broke ass nigga looking for a job, so it's hard to critique a fucking millionaire. But <laughs> I just don't feel like P is that fucking smart. Like I felt like he just, by way of happenstance, like it, it, it didn't, it didn't happen as, as strategic as he may put it. Yeah, or I get if that makes saying. sense. Maybe his here's what maybe what what makes him have that that attitude and why we don't understand it. It's because we have to think about, okay, so he was making his money and popping with No Limit in, like, the late 90s. And he ain't really done shit since, for the most part. Like, I mean, he's had little projects here and there, like, little movies or whatever. And right, look, right. But, like, nothing nothing major with, with his name tied to it in a couple decades. Maybe what his thing is, maybe he made all that money... And he's still, he's one of the few that hasn't squandered it. Like, maybe he is still filthy fucking rich right now, even though he hasn't actually, like, 
done anything new. So maybe he's cocky in the sense of like, I know how to manage my money because I made $50 million in the 90s and I still got $50 million now or whatever, however much money he has. Whereas a lot of people who might have had that, like you said, that, that hit at that right time, like somebody like, uh, I don't know, we can't say Puff Daddy because he's still, he's still relevant to a degree. But, you know, somebody who might have just hit at that time and made a lot of money at that time, like Juvenile or something like that, I don't, I don't know. But, like, they maybe haven't managed their money to the degree that he has, and now they're kind of, like, still out here in these streets, like, trying to, like, put out mixtapes, put out new albums and do little club gigs, trying to keep putting pennies together, keep trying to make money, whereas he ain't got to do shit because he knows how to manage his shit. So maybe that's where he's, like, cocky about it and, like, I, you know, I've, I've maintained my wealth without actually having to put out new music or, like, or sell myself short in the sense of, like, you know, putting out little raggedy mixtapes and doing little clubs because, of like, Master P ain't been at no clubs and he ain't put out no new music, none of that shit. So, I don't know, maybe that's where it is. That's my guess. Yeah. And I, is I, that's where his cockiness may come from. And I from. think that, you know, he's probably... F- I don't think he's satisfied even though he's probably made millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of fucking dollars i don't think he's satisfied because he's not getting the attention that people that, that probably make that much money get you know what i mean people he, who make that much money publicly he, he's like getting like fabulous attention or like right. you know what i'm saying somebody not but <laughs> yeah not even yeah. that you know what i'm saying he's getting like i don't know out, out, out from the same, he's getting like, no attention. Like he get like Kendrick Lamar attention like four years ago or some right, shit. Like who is the old ass nigga trying to be relevant right now? Yeah, I mean he's and he's probably like I'm filthy. I'm rich, way richer than most of the motherfuckers that y'all worship. Like and, people like Chris Brown or Kendrick Lamar, and he's, or oh, he's, he's probably got more money than all them put together. And I think, like and, they famous, and I'm just sitting here. And the more I think about it, rich. I think he's probably failed in more things that he's wanted to. But he still has a success in music. Like, he tried out for the NBA. He tried to be I a fucking... about that. You know what I'm saying? He tried out for NBA. He tried to be a fucking, you know, uh, uh, agent. He did all... He tried yeah. movies. You know what I'm saying? He, and he's probably tried out uh, tons of other ventures that I don't even know about. But he, I, don't, I think he has this complex of he's not what maybe he wanted to be. But, nigga, you're fucking rich. I mean, I seen uh, uh, Silk the Shock on the interview... On Breakfast Club, and I don't know for certain, can't count his dollars, but he seemed to be from what his interview, he seemed to be still comfortable with money. So I'm like, if Silk is fucking comfortable, and he made a few albums and whatever, hope he you know he invests his money or whatever. If he's pretty comfortable, on the assumption of that, P has to be very good. So it's like, why are you mad, dude? Like, why the fuck are you mad? Yeah, I, it might be just that thing where like he just wants that. Maybe he feels like he just don't get the the recognition that he feels like he deserves in like rap history for the most part. He made shoes. They were fucking at, whack as hell. Oh hell yeah, they were whack as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but like they probably he, maybe it's a thing where like he looks at like because you know No Limit was around the same time as Cash Money and like you look at Cash Money and and for the most part Baby is still out there doing his Birdman thing and, people and being still popular live, and Wayne is right. still Wayne is like still kind of like one of the that, right. elites and when the last time you heard a, a, a No Limit song I don't know you hear Cash Money songs all the fucking time you still hear yeah. Lil Wayne is still, still incredibly fucking relevant yeah and no matter what hell Juvenile any of those any of those anybody from Cash Money you could still hear their songs in the club all that stuff and I feel like they could come back like I feel like Juvenile could still go on tour right now and actually like make money. 
Whereas I feel like Master P will go on tour and people be like, Turk could go on tour and make money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Any any of the, the lower lower tier cash money or whatever still in money, P ain't doing shit. No one gives a fuck if P did a free concert downtown. I doubt it would be any of a great cu- turnout. Yeah, no one wants to see fucking Master P. I can't even imagine that I would go to that. No, I wouldn't. If it was free, I still wouldn't go. Right. I have like, no. Yeah. I have someone. You, you might have to spot me a twenty, get me free drinks at the bar, and a Uber there and back, <laughs> and maybe I would consider going. But no, I don't. I, and so that's the only thing I can really think. But then it's like you know, I I feel, I feel we're even critiquing a guy because you know he obviously he's made you know he'll have to work another day in his life or whatever but i i don't think that he's eclipsed the shit that he really wanted or whatever he wants to be more popular and you know things but nobody gives a fuck about master p like no. then why he kind of he had a recipe for success in the 90s mm-hmm. like i Absolutely. feel like if he if he's so Maybe he's out of touch with the music to the point. Because I'm like, if if you want that recognition and that respect that people who are in the game at the same time as you back then are still getting now, then why aren't you not necessarily putting out new music as Master P, but like, why aren't you hopping on these new artists or getting getting new artists and putting out new music for other artists? Like, why aren't you basically think, the same thing he was is, doing I, back then? I think he wants to, but I think he just can't. He doesn't have it. Another interesting thing he said is that he was asked. They, I think they asked something about. I hate these moments when I'm trying to quote, and I don't really totally totally remember. But he said something about something wrong to give me. Um, you know what our culture currently or something like that. And he was just talking about people being on drugs and you know. And so I think Charlamagne said, "You mean like selling drugs and you know using drugs?" He's like, "Yeah." And then he's talking about. He's like, "I never sold drugs." I'm thinking like. You made an album called Ice Cream Man. That shit wasn't about ice cream. So if you never even did drugs, you were just a fucking... You never sold drugs. You was a fucking fake. Like, all he did was music. So it's like, shit, all your shit was fucking fraudulent then. If that's the fucking case. But I don't know, man. That was just... And that, that was like the start of my morning. Like, I woke up... I like, I woke up late. Had to take the boys to school. And I'm riding back. I turn on, you know, the breakfast club. I'm listening to them. And I'm just like, this nigga is angry dog and i sat in the car when i pulled back in the driveway i sat in the car for me and listened to him i was like i can't listen to this nigga no more <laughs> i got reason to be angry yeah i got, re- I got reason to be still. angry I, I, you know what I'm saying? i got many reasons to get, be angry i'm just trying to keep my account in out the red right and you were talking about some other shit you know so i don't know i think it's one of those like I just want to be recognized. Nobody likes me. I got all the money. It's like the nigga that goes to the club who has the freshest clothes on, buying all the bottles, and nobody's paying attention to him because no one gives a fuck because he's whack. Right. So, I don't know. I thought that was that was interesting this morning. But, so, uh, switching topics, moving on, I guess, whatever you want to call it. So I seen you did a tweet this morning, I did. and okay. you were uh, talking about tweet. Um, McDonald's breakfast. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And you made reference to uh, to White Castle's breakfast, and you know you gave it a fair compliment. And I just want to know what took you so long. <laughs> like I absolutely love White Castle's breakfast sandwiches. They're fucking awesome dog i don't know i don't know i i I, I don't know i love breakfast sandwiches and 
when it's time for me to get a breakfast sandwich, I go to the go-to spot. I go to McDonald's. I don't know what it was, but I went to White Castle actually before we recorded the podcast last week. And I was like, let me try these breakfast sandwiches. And I think I was most wowed by the fact that, like, I ordered, like, a... It was, like, a waffle breakfast sandwich with, like, sausage and egg and shit. And that motherfucker had an actual legit fried egg on it. Like, I think that was what... <laughs> I think that was what wowed they me make, the most. They make fresh eggs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, they actually make fresh eggs on this bitch. Like, it wasn't like a... It wasn't... It, it didn't feel like they made, like, a fucking, uh... What's the egg that McDonald's make? Like a post egg or whatever the fuck that shit is? Like, this was like a legit fried egg on this fucking breakfast sandwich. And that shit was hot. It was fresh. I was like, this is a bomb-ass egg. Dog. This is a bomb-ass sandwich. The their, fucking sausage was, like, good. Their breakfast sandwiches, is, I like, I, I I can't even say. I've had the, the waffle and chicken one. Um... But my normal was just I just get the sausage and egg with the the regular White Castle bun. Uh huh. Golden, bitch is awesome. Yeah, so, I was <laughs> I was impressed, man. Me, well, me and uh, me and my wife, we went to uh, DC earlier this year, mm-hmm. and we stopped at uh, White Castle to get breakfast. We stopped to get our Starbucks. She got our breakfast. We like we about to get our shit. We good. She like so. So how many sounds we should get? I'm like, how long was our trip? I'm like, well, we got to stop them. I'm like, let's just get 10. <laughs> Nigga, we ate those sandwiches the whole fucking trip, dog. We didn't Man. even stop for food. And I think we had like three left when we got to the hotel. I put them in the refrigerator and ate them the next day for breakfast. <laughs> like, the bitches are bomb. Yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed, man. And it made me want to bring up like just a conversation of like, because uh, there was a time where I tweeted something to the effect of McDonald's being like the GOAT fucking having the goat breakfast menu and somebody said something like you crazy or something like that and i was like how do you even how do you even fix your mouth to compete like with with the idea that mcdonald's got the goat breakfast menu because i'm like for one most most fast food places don't even offer breakfast like what's their competition like burger king taco and at the time White Castle and Taco Bell, I don't even think, had breakfast. So it's like, really, their competition is like Burger White King. White Castle's been for the... Actually, the, thing, the crazy part is White Castle's had breakfast for a long fucking time. But they just made it like 24 hours. They just, okay, the 24 so hours thing, they just like, did that. They that just, made it more noticeable. So it was like, for me, I kind of discounted them because I was like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't even really thick. Looking, they weren't even on the radar. So it was like, the, the, like they kind of popped up out of nowhere really with with the 24 hour joint cuz it came it became more noticeable once McDonald's added the 24 hour shit but they had the limited menu and then White Castle was like, "Well, we got the whole we got the whole shit all day." Mm-hmm. So it was like that kind of changed the game up, but like it just made me think like about what are like the best fast food breakfast places because like when you talk about breakfast places as a whole and the whole world is open to you People, everybody's gonna come with all different kinds of opinions. Somebody got their favorite Coney Island. Somebody got their favorite fucking random ass little hood spot that they go to, like a specific spot. But like fast food spots are generally they're all the same shit, you know. And like I, I just thought, like who is really fucking with McDonald's breakfast? Like I, I don't understand how that's even a topic of discussion. Uh, like 
McDonald's breakfast shits on everybody's dog, like right. everybody's. Like you, if you can find a place with a certain sandwich that you think is shitting on all the McDonald's sandwiches, fine. But that's one fucking sandwich. Like McDonald's fucking breakfast, entire breakfast menu is is clutch, man. Or is or is what would they say next? Would say this shit is Gucci, that dog. Shit is like Gucci. it's good. <laughs> like it can't be fucked with. So, well, obviously, uh, for you, like McDonald's is your number one. Man, it should be everybody's. Like, even if you say the White Castle sandwich, the White Castle sandwich is, is great, dog. Like, but the, the fucking McDonald's menu, dog, like, okay, what what's... Well, I don't want to, see, I don't want to be... I don't, don't want to... Right, <laughs> that's Matisse, everybody. Um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be different for the sake of, but I... At this moment in my life right now, 2016, <laughs> January 7th, I prefer White Castle's breakfast over McDonald's. What's fucking with the McGriddle? Nothing. I don't even like the McGriddle. Get the fuck out of here. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Egg McMuffin and I do the steak McMuffin. Now accepting applications for a new podcast <laughs> co-host. <laughs> I would do this. Nigga said, I don't even like the McGriddle. Dog, the McGriddle is the greatest fucking breakfast sandwich invention ever, dog. Like, that shit is still not fucked with. Like, that shit is. Man, dog, that shit set the bar. That shit is like the Jordan of breakfast sandwiches. That shit set the bar. My wife wakes up and kick your ass out. I hope she do too. That shit set the bar for like top of the line breakfast sandwiches, dog. McDonald's was like, they had the fucking. When they when they dropped the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, McDonald's was like, I'm kicking all y'all bitches in the ass. I, 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 now like, that was, was like, that we was, got y'all. That was my favorite uh, breakfast sandwich for a long, long time. Oh, no, 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 no. The steak, steak egg, egg, and cheese, cheese. bagel. Man. When they put that mug on the um, McMuffin, I thought that bitch was awesome. Because the thing is, after a while, they didn't make... When they first came out... The the bagels were nice and soft and things that nature. Be hard. Not a bitch on the shit. <laughs> the, the, they don't put enough sauce on it, so you gotta get extra sauce. What the fuck sh- was that sauce? Like, dude, that, that sauce, shit was good as hell. I, what I the fuck is that I don't shit? Think they put that sauce on that shit no more, dude. Now, I got one maybe I hadn't had one in years, but I got one fairly recently. I would say within the past couple months, and it was still on there. I, maybe it's just less than it. Like I swear to all that sauce wasn't really. It wasn't what it was. Like the, dripping off the fucking. Yeah, yeah. That's, man, that sauce was like man. That shit was like that, the. I, that sauce was like what was in the suitcase went for Marcellus Wallace soul nigga. Like, <laughs> when they opened that bitch, yeah, it was like, yellow oh. <laughs> like that sauce was that fucking. Dope, that was dog. what was in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction was the fucking McDonald's sauce to go to steak egg, and cheese. Dog, bagel, that's dog. exactly what it was. <laughs> so it's like when they when I stopped, they stopped. You know, between the bagels not being as good and then the sauce lessening, I just stopped. I just stopped liking it. And then when they brought out the egg meat muffin steak, I'm like. Bet I don't gotta fight through all that doughy ass fucking bagel, but then they started listening to the sauce, and you know, again. So, like I said, I started eating the uh, the White Castle sounds, and the fact that they have a fresh egg is like fucking awesome. That like that is a game changer. Yeah, that, that, that fresh egg is a game changer. And the thing they though. offer that on like a uh, like a a bread bun or like a uh, French. It's almost like a French toast. Not French toast. Uh, what's not French? Uh, the French toast bread type, a thicker, yeah. a thicker bread bun they uh-huh. offer, but I never get it. I just get the the sausage egg and you know on the. So white it comes castle. on a bun like the same as the sliders do. Yes, I feel like I wouldn't really like that though. Like, yes. That's too plain. I feel like we got to do this. Well, I think we need to get some for the next podcast. Hey, 
Let's do that. Let's like, do I had them bitches on the way here again. Nigga. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Dude, and that in their fucking uh, hash brown bites, dog. I haven't had that. The hash brown bites is so dope. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, but okay. So hash. Okay, so I, I briefly I want to get back to what I was saying. So. They they killed the game with the steak egg and cheese bagel with with that shit mm. like that at that point McDonald's was like ain't none of y'all fucking with us mm. y'all all done mm-hmm. and I was like cool at that point but when they dropped the fucking McGriddle dog man <laughs> dog no. the McGriddle like that shit changed the whole game dog that changed the now, game like now, how when Avatar came out and it changed the game for 3D movies like that shit changed the game like like when HBO came out like <laughs> like that shit. That shit now, completely I, I changed like, the game. Although dog. I wasn't a, a total fan of, I thought that was ingenious with the syrup and the biscuit made into the shit. Man, I thought it was dope. Bruh. I just wasn't a total fan of it. But bruh, but they don't offer that Man. for the all day menu. No, see, fuckers. That's see that's fuckers. Th- see that's all they gotta do is get the goddamn bread going. See that's a, that's enough for me. Yeah, no, that's that's, an, that's enough. That for me. That's enough for me to be spiteful and say fuck y'all. But that don't fuck the breakfast menu though. You can say like, okay, you don't offer that on the all day joint, which they just dropped. But like, you can say, okay, you don't offer that on the all day joint. That's fucked up. But that still don't change the the fact that it's still goat on the breakfast menu. Like like, nah, they, man, they it because it's not a dollar. It's not a. It's not on the all day breakfast menu. But the all-day breakfast menu isn't a dollar menu anyway, though. No, that's, it's that's not. just a regular menu. The all-day breakfast yeah. menu is trash. So, like, the breakfast the breakfast menu as a whole is dope, but the offerings of the all-day breakfast menu are garbage. Like, if I had to pick a breakfast sandwich I'm going to get at 7.30 p.m., it's going to be White Castle's all-day. Yeah. I would go with that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But, I mean, but if standard, standard breakfast, though, if I can't... But if I'm getting breakfast at 8 a.m.? Nah, dog. But if I'm getting breakfast at 8 a.m., I'm probably getting me a, a Coney special, or I'm getting a breakfast special from no, Sunday. No, no, but we, no, we keep it at just the fast food joints. Oh, because when you uh, when you add everything else in, then it, it the, it's totally different. You gotta add Coney though. I mean, no, uh, I, no, just fast food spots. Because you add a Coney, like I said, that changed the whole game up. Because like cr- Coney's are okay, everywhere. So how do you like the sandwich from a? Uh, I don't fuck, fuck Burger King, man. No, fuck <laughs> Burger King. How do you take a like Burger King so wet? They're like. Something like a croissant sandwich to me should be great. Like that shit should be flawless, dog. Because like a, a croissant and it's, it, as it, a fucking breakfast sandwich should be flawless. But like when I eat it, like a when I've had a, I've only had like a croissant sandwich like twice, and both times I was underwhelmed. I was like, this ain't all it's, that. It's not that great. And um, I think the problem is that their sausage ain't that good. Like I, I think man. McDonald's got the goat sausage. So like to me, that's that's the main thing because with the McGriddle, you got. You got the fucking the griddle cake shit, and that that bomb ass sausage that they got. Because I always get. Sausage. I will say I think White Castles and McDonald's have like, uh, com- they got they they sausages compete. They sausages compete. I still give McDonald's the edge, but that egg that fresh egg at White Castle though that's a game changer, dog. Like if McDonald's even, did that, like I sit in, I sit I sit in line with my hand behind my head, like. I'll wait for this egg to cook. Yeah. This bitch is dope. <laughs> but, that, but that shit goes, man. They're, they're, I was blown away by that, dog. And, I was like, it's a fresh fucking fried egg on this bitch. And, and their their hash brown bites are better than Burger King's, too. So, by far, ha- uh, White Castle's is leaps and bounds better than Burger King. So, how do hash brown? Because I haven't had the, ha- I've had the hash brown bites at 
Burger King, and I've had the you know the regular hash brown joint from McDonald's. I haven't had the the White Castle hash. The White brown. Castle I, one, I like it because it's bite, so I can like you know. It's bite at Burger in. King too, bro, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, as far as compared to McDonald's, okay. uh, I like it with bite. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's there a lot. A lot of times I get bites from Burger King, and I've had their their stuff a lot. I won't even. I, you are I now admit. listening live to the Fat Podcast, right? We are the Fat <laughs> Podcast. Like, uh, what up, though? Uh, uh, high cholesterol, um, <laughs> but uh, they they don't seem to be as crispy. Like I like the crisp in it. You know what I'm saying? And Who, wait, you say Burger King? Burger King seem to be okay. sometimes they seem to be soggy. They don't be as crisp as the White Castles. White Castles is is pretty on point, man. They they definitely they up in the game in the in the breakfast uh thing, but we only we don't really have too many. Um, I don't I, I don't eat Taco Bell's breakfast. I probably never will. Um, I tried it, and it how was it? I had the. Um, I can't I have get? like a shit explosion that early in the day. Like, I don't. I don't. But oh, see, I don't get that. How like there's something about Taco Bell that correlates with shit in it. Still, it fucks my stomach up. Okay, I like. I was like, I don't know if that's a thing, but like. I don't. I don't know. I, I haven't had anything with Taco Bell that makes me shit more than normal. Like I, I don't and, know. And, you know, oddly enough, and you know, you know that whole uh, thought about like White Castles give you gas and stuff. Yeah, the breakfast don't do that to me. None of they should the do breakfast, that to me. I, if I get a double cheeseburger, eh, it might be an episode later. But the uh, the breakfast don't do that to me at all, though. So I don't. I don't know, but. I never had no issues with McDonald's or whatever, but well, you know, and I always love McDonald's hash brown. McDonald's hash browns always been good. Well, but, the Taco Bell, I had a little crunch wrap breakfast thing, and it was it was cool. Folded, uh, yeah, it uh, had a lot of shit in it. It was cool, but it was nothing. that was like I mean, I got a nothing. This a game changer. Yeah, I mean, you've like been that. to the Taco Bell right up the street for me. I but that's I just, why I got it. No, yeah, that's why I got it from. I think. And I've never never thought to try the breakfast like. I'd rather go to either Coney no, or I go to. I think I'm gonna go to Taco Bell for the motherfucking breakfast, though. I, I tried it just because I just wanted to try it. Just like let me see what this is like. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. I wouldn't do it again. I was like, it, it wasn't bad or anything like that. But it was just a sense of like, it. it I like the fact that it, it it tasted fresh. Like it tasted like, it tasted completely fresh. It didn't taste like something that they just took off the heater or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't nothing where it was like, okay, I gotta come back and get this again. Whereas like White Castle, when I had that breakfast sandwich, I was like, I gotta get this again. So it's like it yeah. doesn't be like a McDonald's type breakfast where you come in and want to sit down and chill and all this other shit like that. Either. Man, yeah. man, what man? McDonald's breakfast is so great, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, I, I if I had to compare fast food places, I think McDonald's and White Castle would definitely be have to go head up. And uh, I would have to try more White Castle shit because I've only had the well, one. The thing sandwich. is, I, I, I typically only get one sandwich. It's like I figure everything else is probably cool, but the sausage, egg, and cheese mm-hmm. on the White Castle bun. White See, I had like and I had a sausage, egg, and cheese bitch, on a waffle. That bitch fire. See, I had the sausage, egg, and cheese on a waffle. So I'm like, and yeah, it was fire. But I'm like, I can't say that that one sandwich is anything to where it could fuck with McDonald's, where their whole menu is great. Like from the fucking. Even the fucking sausage busy with egg is like a fucking, that's like, yeah, that's like a the a all time <laughs> classic. That's right. like Ken Griffey Jr. getting voted into the Hall of Fame today, dog. Ooh. Like, like the the sausage busy with egg at McDonald's is like the Ken Griffey Jr. breakfast sandwiches, dog. Like that's a first ballot Hall of Famer right there, man. Like that shit is like simple but great. Like the biscuit is always buttery. It's always is for the most part. It's always soft. Like it's not too it's not too burnt or nothing like that. And man, that. And their sausages 
unfuckwittable, dog. <laughs> like that, yeah, that song yeah. just can't be touched, man. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I would have to have more shit, and their pancakes are fire. The fucking um, they had they even they're even little cheap bullshit is fire, dog. Like that fucking little raggedy ass one dollar burrito thing that they got. <laughs> even that shit is good, See, dog. I like, I like their steak more than I like their. The sausage one, the steak one is dope to me. The McDonald's yeah, one, I don't like the sausage one as much. Oh, I, I like the steak too, man. But like the sausage is like a a, a classic. But yeah, like, okay, so if we take, so now we throw fast food out. Like, so now let's talk about breakfast spots in general. So where you go, where would you go for breakfast if you if you could only choose one place to go for breakfast? Where would you go? Fuck. One place. I would. Shit. Including Coney's. See, that's tough, man. Because this is between two places. For me, it's between uh, Grand Trunk and Hudson Cafe. Okay. Those would be my two. If I had, if I could just pick those, something that's... Those would be my two as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know which I'm one. Grand Trunk, but not to the Hudson. Oh. Yeah. Well. Hudson's is, uh, is pretty dope. Well, uh, for the me, whole- the decision is not hard. Those are my top two, but choosing one is easy. But I would pick. You struggle in choosing one. I choose one because it depends on my mood. If I want coffee, I'll go to Husband Cafe. If I want a drink, I'll go to uh, Grand Trunk. I get mimosas and beer. So, and their lobster uh, omelet is fucking dope. So, but I did try this one place um, in Corktown that was at least an honorable mention, and I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, I have to look it up, but. There, they had the um, Captain Crunch encrusted uh, yeah, French yeah, toast, that place. and they Isn't had that uh, Betty in the name or something. One eyed Betty, or? no, one eyed Betty is in uh, Ferndale. Yeah. Um, what was that place? I don't know. You told me about it though. But she, uh, I had, I just had a regular omelet, and I just added some random shit, and it was good. Wife had the uh, Captain Crows, Captain Crows, huh? Captain Crunch. Uh, French toast and the mimosa bar was pretty dope and a Bloody Mary bar. So how that worked was, I think it was like three bucks each or something. Mm-hmm. Wasn't nothing that crazy expensive. And I think the vodka was, I can't think of vodka. It wasn't bad vodka. They had an upgrade to like a better vodka, but it wasn't nothing I was like tripping about. But uh, Just for the record, I can't guarantee that I won't stop at White Castle on the way home. Huh, that, but, that, yeah. that, that's 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 honest. Anyway, that's continue. Um, and they had, uh, <laughs> I think, for the mimosa bar, they had about four or five different kind of juices from like pineapple to orange, any variation of that shit. And then they had like all the fruit you could put in and all that stuff. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of uh, mimosas and shit, um, I had this remind me when I was in Vegas. I went to this place called Hash House of Go Go, which is like a goat fucking breakfast spot. It sounds in Las Vegas. It was crazy. It was on Man vs. Food. And I went there and one, before I even got my fucking food, I had this bomb ass mojito made out of champagne mm-hmm. in this fucking tilted ass glass. It was it was crazy. The glass was crazy. It was like tilted and shit. Yeah. Um That shit was so fucking good. And then I got this fucking thing called the uh what was it just called it was chicken and waffles. But it was like sage fried chicken and waffles and it was like two big ass chicken breasts on top of like four uh square sized waffles and it's like piled up and they put a big ass steak knife through the top of it and the shit's piled up like a foot high. 
Man, that shit was so fucking fire, dog. That was the only thing I ate all day. Was that in Vegas? You had that? Yeah, it was in Vegas. Yeah, I, that was I the only thing. That spot that Man, about. What's, what's, what was it? The name of that place? Hash House of Go Go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. The, that was it was so filling. That was the only thing I ate all day. And I've been to a million places, ate a ton of food at places, and at some point during the day again, I I eat something. That was the only thing I ate all day. That shit was so fucking good. But anyway, back to the Have y'all been to Cuzzo's Chicken and Waffles yet? Not yet. Not. I almost went one day and I can't remember what happened, but something stopped me from going. Oh, because I was with Michael. Bobcat Bonnie's. That's what it was. That's what I it was. was close with Bob Eddie. Cap- yeah, you were. Very, very close. Very <laughs> I knew close. something with a B, goddammit. Yeah, very close. But yeah, um, I was going to go to Cuzzo's actually with Michael one day. And the reason I didn't go was because they don't have any pancakes on the menu. And Michael was like, I want pancakes. I want pancakes. I want. Pa- I really want pancakes. <laughs> and fucking Cuzzo's don't got no... Like, Cuzzo's chicken and waffles, I understand... That your specialty is chicken and waffles, but I don't have like, no fucking pancakes. They don't have like a kids menu pancakes or something. I didn't see no pancakes on there. Oh, and I was like, sucks. well, fuck it, dog. I'm like, I get, we can go somewhere else. So we ended up going to Grand Trunk. But like, man. Did you even get the pancakes there? Yeah, they got pancakes there. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, the as far as Grand Trunk versus Hudson Cafe, man, that's like, those are my top two. But, man, I mean, Hudson Cafe is like... <laughs> That shit is like the Steph Curry of breakfast spots, dog. Like Hunter Cafe is pretty like, dope. I can't even like to me, they're like real talk, they're not even comparable. And they're like they're my top two, but like they're not even comparable. Like I I, I couldn't even if somebody said, Should I go to Hudson Cafe or Grand Trunk? And I told them to go to Grand Trunk, that I must hate you. If I if I told you not to but go see, to Hudson so Cafe, like, I mean, because Grand hate Trunk you. still has good breakfast, though. It does, but it's not even fuck. Like it's not even close, dog. Like it's it's and it's not a it's not anything against Grand Trunk because like Grand Trunk's breakfast brunch thing, dog, is like a strong nine point five out of ten. Like it's fire, dog. Like it's like it's good. Like you cannot go wrong. But Hudson Cafe is like a 50 out of 10, dog. Like, Hudson yeah. Cafe is so Hudson Cafe fucking is, good, uh, man. They, I mean, their food is fucking awesome. I mean, I, I have nothing. I mean, only, only thing I have lesser to say. Last time I went, I just, the service was, the service was really iffy because somebody, someone who knew someone in management got this big area and it was like really yeah. fuck shit. It's a popular spot and that kind of like, that can kind of fuck things up. But, but man, other than that, though, man, I, I fucking order my shit ahead of time and go pick it up and then bring it back home. Oh, you have your stuff to go from there before? Yeah. Oh, okay, I never ordered to go. Yes, and I mean it's the same. And like my favorite thing about Hudson Cafe, and this is something that Grand Trunk cannot cannot fuck with by any means, is that Hudson Cafe has a special every day. And like on 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 Monday, on their Facebook page, they post here's what our Specials are going to be for the week. And it's specials in the sense of like, not like, okay, this is this thing is on sale. You can get it cheaper. It's like a, a unique thing. Like we oh, created okay. this unique thing for this day. And they have something every week, some new, some new unique thing every week, every day that you can have on that specific day. But you can go in on a day other than that. And if they got the ingredients for it, they'll make you that thing. Oh, so like okay. if their special is like some crazy ass waffle sandwich thing or whatever and you can't make it on that day 
if you come on Thursday of that day and you say, hey, y'all had this special on Monday. Can you give me this? They will give you that shit. And like that to me is the best part because they had a thing called I'm I'm never gonna forget this for the rest of my life. They have a thing a thing called the Hudson Scramwich, and it's mm-hmm. like a basically it's a omelet in between two giant pancakes, and like nigga, and what's that called? I, it, the, it, the Hudson Scramwich, like scrambled sandwich, scramwich. and and what you know what data's offered on. It no, it was offered one day. It oh, was so, offered on one oh, so day. So it's not like a reoccurring. No, it's like a thing. Like they had it on one day, but I went back. Like it wasn't even like the next day or two days. It was like a week later, two weeks later, something like that. I was like, y'all had this thing here. I showed them my phone. You had this thing here on this day because I had tweeted them. I was like, that looks great. I'd love to have that. And they tweeted me back like, you can come on any day, and if we have the ingredients to make that thing, we'll make it for you. And it was it's a generic ass meal. It's nothing crazy. Like like so you're not gonna I'm not have pancakes. And not go past. Yeah, you're not gonna like. not have pancakes or not have eggs or whatever. But it was like basically it was like an omelet in between two pancakes. How much yeah. was it about twelve bucks? It was like ten bucks. Yeah. And I went there like two weeks later and I asked for that shit. And man, it's it's still to this day the best breakfast I've ever had. And I went back like a month later or two months later, something like that, and I was like Hey, I want this thing again. And showed them, they, and the waitress looked at it like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I think we let me let me take it to the back." Then she took my phone. She's like, "Let me take it to the back and see if we can make that." And she came back. She was like, "Yeah, we can make that." And they came back and made 14. it. Yeah, that thing right there. You got a picture of it? Yep. yep. And that's not uh, even really the picture. Don't even do it justice because like the pancakes in the picture look kind of like wide and flat, and he got the egg shit in between. But when I got it, that shit was like the pancakes were the size of a plate. And you had a plate of pancake, and then you had, like, this omelet. It was, like, egg, sausage, bacon, cheese, all that shit in between. And then another big-ass plate-sized omelet on top. Like, man, dog. At that point, I was like, Hudson Cafe can't be fucked with, dog. Like, they just can't. That thing is the greatest thing I've ever had, man. Like, I had that shit in front of uh, my wife's family and a whole bunch of other people. Everybody was looking like... Where'd you get that shit? I'm like, look, I'm a veteran in this bitch, dog. I, just, I order off the menu. Like, I don't even, eat, I don't even order off the menu. Like, you I fucking order this, this peasant shit. <laughs> yeah, you fucking peons order your fucking pancakes and French toast. I order shit off the menu because I'm a real ass nigga. And then like, and that shit, man, can't be fucked with, dog. You can never have nothing like that at fucking Grand Trunk, dog. Dumb shit, man. Yeah, I want to go now and get that. That's just like you, dumb shit. You can do, <laughs> you can do it, dog. Like. I kept the picture in my phone, and I still have it in my phone. And yes. I can go. I tell you, they're never not going to have those ingredients. I can go and say, "Hey, y'all had <laughs> y'all had this special eight months ago." <laughs> can you make picture that motherfucker? I want this again. <laughs> oh, it's this nigga. He wants that shit again. Yup. Can't be fucked with, uh, Hudson Cafe, man. And that is every fucking day a new thing. Every Monday they drop the whole week schedule. And they, they, but they drop it like as a as a photo that lists the names of what they're gonna have, and then on that day they show you like a picture of what it is and shit like that. And you can get it that day, or you can come back later and be like, "Hey, I want that special. I want Tuesday special," and they hook it up for you. Man. That's why I say Hudson Cafe is like not even. I want to Grand fucking, Trunk ain't even in a ballpark. Dog. I want to fucking go now. I want to like go tomorrow and go to like Hudson Cafe. Man. Fuck. I want to go. Shit. 
Can't fuck with it. All right, man. Fuck this food topic. Let's move on. This is uh, making me hungry. So, who heard about... uh Oh, Matisse got a topic? Right. Oh, that was our next topic. Okay, here we go. Calvin Johnson was our next topic, man. Potentially retiring. So here's my issue with this whole topic. I know where he's going with this. To the um, Hudson Cafe? Right, exactly. (laughs) I don't even have a problem with... I don't totally have a problem with Calvin Johnson retiring. I have a I have two problems. I have one <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem. I don't have I a have problem with problems. that, but I do have two <laughs> issues. One, I have a problem that there's not been one fucking article that has Calvin Johnson saying that he's Mueller retirement. There's not been one fucking article that said he said it. Or him saying it. There's no one there's nothing that has him quote saying, I wanna retire. I'm thinking about retiring. None of this shit. So all these fucking articles been saying he's mother retired. He's never said the shit. There's nobody quoting him and saying, I think I'm going to retire. All it's been is evaluating. The, the, the most I've seen him saying is evaluate my future. So somebody posted the fucking article to my page. Like, here the article. I'm like, no, nigga. Read the article and show me where it says him telling anybody, quote, Quoting that he's fucking retiring or he's more retired. None of that. So that's my first one. My second one is that everybody keeps comparing this to Barry Sanders. There's no comparison to Barry Sanders situation. Barry Sanders was still on the contract. Barry Sanders couldn't go nowhere. Barry Sanders was either play for the Lions or retire. Calvin Johnson don't have those options. Calvin Johnson can leave and go any fucking where. He can get traded anywhere. There's the only comparison would be that he he stopped playing when he was playing for the Lions. That's it. Or and that's he, been my beefs. That's been my beefs all day. I had to like I deleted a Facebook post. I just stopped talking about it because I'm like people are stupid. Like it's 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 just too okay, much reading into it. <laughs> Yeah, the dude, he posted the page, like, here's the article. Nigga, I can fucking read. Can you fucking read? <laughs> like, shit. So those were my things. But I don't have a total issue. If if it's a health issue and he feels that he can't compete and he wants to be, you know, be able to con- continue in his post-football life without a cane and things of that nature, I understand that shit. But it's just, I guess it's just semantics. It's just like, niggas, read. It's not. He's not said that shit. <sighs> so my first thing was that yes, his. I think the thing is like he's not gonna say he's he's contemplating retirement because I think that would be giving too much away. I think what I read was that someone else for the Lions, an unnamed source, so to speak, said that he was mulling retirement. And to me, it's like it's not even. Re- it doesn't even really matter. Whether or not he outright says it, if if he's thinking about it, if who, whoever this source is says that he's thinking about it, then we can discuss it as a possibility and like, okay, what if Calvin Johnson retires? And we can discuss that. Absolutely. But Absolutely. like you said, Calvin Johnson hasn't said, I'm thinking about retiring. So it's two different things. But I think that we can discuss him retiring, which we can't, we, us, we can do momentarily. And then to address your second topic, uh, your second issue, I should say, with Barry Sanders comparison, like you said, the Barry Sanders thing is different because Barry Sanders, like you said, he chose to walk away at a time where he 
his options were keep playing with the Lions or retire. And he chose to walk away, and he chose to walk away at a time when he still could have been competing for years to come. And a lot of what I've read about Calvin Johnson in in the idea of him potentially retiring is that his body is beat up and he might not actually feel like he can physically continue. So I think that's that's to me is the biggest difference. It's like yes, you like you said, he can go somewhere else theoretically. Right. And I I'm certain that Calvin Johnson, even if he is beat up, well I'm not if he, he clearly is beat up. He's 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 been beat up by injuries the last two seasons. And he's missed some games or whatever. So he is beat up. But he, I feel like Calvin Johnson, even his in his beat up condition, can go somewhere else and still be effective. Oh yeah, absolutely. just like Barry Sanders could have. Yeah, but absolutely, Barry Sanders could have been effective. That is, but like you said, the diff- the main difference is that Calvin Johnson's issue with if he is considering retiring is I don't know if I can physically do it. Like uh, Dave Burkett or whatever said that um, even though Calvin Johnson didn't say it directly, that his sources tell him that his his statement was a veiled way of basically saying that. For him, it's either keep playing with the Lions or retire. That it's not like going somewhere else isn't an option. That it's about, am I going to play again with the Lions or am I going to hang it up? And if he hangs it up, uh, I think that's got to be a statement to the fact that he just can't do it anymore because he's only played nine seasons. Man, he's not he's not old. Man, he can still be effective. Like he can be. Yeah, so he's still burning motherfuckers out. Yeah, he's still he's still great. Like when he plays, he's still he's still he he really can't be guarded. He still really can't be fucked with. Mm -hmm. So um, to discuss like the idea of Calvin Johnson retiring, I don't really think we can discuss him retiring because it's like, well, if he retires, he does. If you know, if he does it, he does it. Whatever. But I think like let's let's discuss I think this is where the real discussion is. Let's discuss the idea of if Calvin Johnson does retire and he doesn't play anymore. How do we look back on his career? He had an awesome fucking career. Um I think, you know, I think every player comes into the league with the expectation that they could play for a team that actually plays well and ultimately win a Super Bowl. So that hasn't happened. If he leaves, it doesn't happen. But I don't think that tarnishes his image any way, shape, or form. Um, I think people who outside looking in, or even fans, will want him to be able to be to be able to win a championship or win a Super Bowl. Um, would necessarily want him to leave and win a Super Bowl? Maybe so. I mean, I don't know what the end goal of your like your favorite player is. Like, do you want him to like? crush records do you you know what i'm saying do you want them to you know suit up for the same team for all these many years whatever the end goal is but i've enjoyed watching calvin johnson enough that he never played another game ever i would be pleased at what he's put out there right. if he decided to leave i would understand you know although i feel like the team that they're on now has the the best potential to do better mm-hmm. but if he would decide to leave i would still root the for him, you know what I'm saying, wherever he fucking went. But I would be I would be happy if, if he retired, I would be I would be happy for him. I would I wouldn't be a bitter fan and be like, fuck that nigga, but you know, I definitely would be, you, you know the suit to him. Nah, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't wouldn't do the how, suit to how him. How would you compare it to to how you feel when Barry Sanders left though? 
Because when Barry Sanders left, like, it was like... That was shocking. Oh, I, uh, with yeah. Calvin Johnson leaving, it kind of feels like if Calvin Johnson hang it up, it's kind of like, well, he had a good run. He's beat up. He's been great. I feel like if Calvin Johnson left, he would lead to a fairly positive reception. But when Barry Sanders left, pe- folks was mad. Well, yeah. I think folks, I think folks had... I think some people had misguided anger with that. I think, I think, no, I, I think it's really few, very few people who look at the situation that the Lions had him in, and he didn't have an opportunity to 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 not play for them. I think it was really shitty that it was a situation where play for them or not play, and the fact that a player with you know that much talent, you know, things of that nature would be brought to the point of either play for us or retire. And you say, you know what? I don't even want to play no more. Well, fuck y'all then. You know, I think it, I think it said more about the Lions organization at that time more than it said about him. I don't think it was a Lions thing though. Like, cause I feel like, like if, if Barry Sanders issue was playing with the Lions, I feel like he would have generally kind of like abandoned any kind of affiliation with the Lions. But like, if you look at Barry Sanders' Twitter to this day, he's still like a huge Lions fan. He still and I, I feel, is active with the Lions. In, yeah, he, he in many is, ways and it makes possible. me wonder though, like if it. And I feel like I have to research more about that whole time and whatever because it's like either they didn't really fuck him over as much as I thought they did, or he's just hella fucking re- forgiving or whatever. Could but be. it was the only it was the only thing he played for, you know, Barry has by far had the most love of any fucking Lions player. And that ain't going to change. You know, and that's never going to change. You know what I'm saying? Um, Calvin Johnson's not going to fuck with that. No, not 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 at all. So, no. you know, it's like, I feel like I need to research more to figure out that whole time. But I always felt that, I mean, although I feel he was probably under contract or whatever, it was contractual things or whatever. And this time, if, if that was to happen in this time, I think, a team would try to trade to get a value for him. Versus Calvin Johnson? Barry. If it was a Barry in this okay. time, you know, they would, you know, try to get something and let him go somewhere else or whatever. My memory is hazy of that time. Yeah, but a- I feel like Barry just didn't want to play no more. I don't think it was like, I don't want to play for the Lions no more. So I'm just going to retire. I feel like Barry just didn't want to play no more. It could, it could have been a similar situation, but I think the logistics of it is that contractually he was bound to the Lions. It's like he couldn't just leave or get, you know what I'm saying, and the Lions wasn't pushing to trade him. Um, I'm waiting. I can't wait to see what Monitor's comments is because I know <laughs> he knows a lot more about this era than I would assume I do. Um, I really feel like Barry just didn't want to play no more. Like, I don't think it had anything to do with really the Lions or anything. Like, I feel like he just didn't want to play anymore. And that's the case, you know, and you felt like he just left way too soon. Oh, he absolutely did. <laughs> he absolutely you know what I'm saying? Did. Like it was he just was like on... it was so much more. And I felt like I wish he would have played long enough that we would never hear about Emmitt Smith again. Oh God, yes. I think everybody <laughs> is in agreement on that. Like the, the, the fact that you he know just, he Emmitt just was played. just like I I I, I one I, more I, season. I, man. I've never I've never disliked an NFL player as much as I've disliked Emmitt Smith. Just because I, I felt that he felt that he was better than he really wasn't. Yeah, like I've really disliked, liked him. I think I've I've disliked him, and I've disliked Troy Aikman for co-signing the shit. Like 
I, and those are the only two NFL players I could. Re- well, other than um, uh, what was the the receiver for uh, Brandon Marshall? Fuck him. Um, what did you get against Brandon Marshall? What did he do? So the season when they were at um, when he's at Chicago, I think we swept them that year. Uh huh. And the he got interviewed and they asked him about the game or whatever, and he just started dogging Detroit, dogging Detroit, talking about the uh, uh, the bankruptcies and all that shit. And because of us beating them both games, that's the only thing he could say. Oh, I think I vaguely remember that. I, I, yeah. I confuse it with um, dude from the Vikings, Jared Allen. Yeah, was fuck him shit. too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, other than, and I, I take it back. I don't. It, it isn't just those two, Jared Allen <laughs> and Brandon Marshall. Fuck yeah. both of them in, 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 internally. But yeah, it was. Uh, other than like oh the player during the, the Barry thing like Troy Aikman for pretty much you know co-signing that shit and Emmitt Smith for just thinking he was a better he knew that that Barry he still knows that Barry's the better player but yeah and it was like Barry was like mm-hmm. a season away from like breaking every rushing record yeah. in history and shit like man come on dog man right you know Emmitt had a, a way better line and I, I hate these arguments because it's always coulda woulda shouldas and things of that nature and potentials and all that shit but. I've let it just, go for the most part. I haven't, dude. I can't. I, I swear I can't, I can't let dude. that one go. I swear no, I can't. No, I mean, like, I've let it. better back. No, I haven't oh. let that go. Yeah. I've let the idea of what Barry could have done go because of the fact that I just kind of look at Barry now as, like, as a, as a Detroit sports fan, when I think of the great things that I've experienced as a Detroit sports fan, one of the greatest things that uh, – one of the greatest things that I can think of having experienced is watching Barry Sanders play football. So Man. it's like, to that degree, I've kind of let it go, let go of the idea of Barry retiring early and all that shit. Because I'm like, Barry just... Man, like, few people have been privileged enough to see that. Man, so, I mean, and I'm, I'm amazing I'm, shit I'm, to I'm, see, man. man, that was I'm, some amazing I'm, shit. I feel, I feel so privileged I, to see I, yeah, that Yeah, I'm shit. forever, I like to say, I'm forever privileged to be able to see that. I, you know, and like... A million other fans, you know, no exaggeration. I really, you know, was always happy to see that and just sad the way the shit ended, you know. And I, like I say, I really feel like I need to do more research to understand, like, the culture at that time. Like, you know, was it really a, a push of uh, Barry Sanders not really want to play no more? Was it, you know, the Lions organization not being lenient to point well if you don't want to play here let's trade like i just it just seems crazy that they would say you know what you just gotta retire or you go play for us or you know what i'm saying or whatever you know i i, I don't I, I honestly say i don't really totally totally know but i think that I'm sure we'll get some feedback on it yeah but i think that um uh calvin would be you know held in high esteem i don't think people would be totally like you know pissed off at him or he's like this outcast of alliance player no i don't think you know so what i'm saying and especially when it comes to i don't think issue. he's gonna be held in the regard that barry was but, but it, it, i don't think he's gonna have any if it comes to issue of health and you i mean hell dude you know how many fucking players you know can't mm. walk without assistance you know right. after being in the nfl and you know what i'm saying you know you have all these players with concussions and you know what i'm saying things of that nature yeah you know it's like you know, if that guy could be able to play all of the damn water to your burner so you can get the diet. 
<laughs> Why Matisse won't let me save calories? I just want to be yeah. less fat. Matisse right. won't, let, right. Matisse yeah. won't yeah. let me cook. Be less fat. No, be fat Matisse won't let me cook. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, oh, so yeah. I don't know. I just I I I don't know. I feel like I would be arguing with fans to the to arguing with stupid fans for the rest of my life if he was to retire. And people have stupid shit to say, like, dude, I wish the best for this guy. He gave some of the best years of his, you know, his life, especially me being a fan, to watch him play. And if he, you know, doesn't play another fucking game, you know, he'll still be one of my favorite. Because this is the only team that Barry Absolutely. played for, though, too, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Came straight here after college. Yeah, so I see. I've been seeing comments of you know the Lions killing players where they don't want to play no more and all that shit. No. It ain't the Lions killing, but I mean shit. That dude gets beat the fuck yeah. up every fucking game, man. That guy want to he done made tons of fucking money. If you want to leave mm-hmm. and you know enjoy yourself, shit, they man. What, uh, they said um, Cal Johnson pulled in about one sixty so far between one twenty and one sixty. And I, I think they said he got another twenty four million or something left on the plate right now. Twenty four. I think he made twenty four this season. Twenty four yeah. season. Now the crazy part about that is that so. if by chance he does say he does want to play and he plays for the Lions, he the he's I a, think that's what's gonna happen, honestly. I think he's yeah. either gonna retire or he's gonna come back to the Lions. I don't see him going somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I don't see him going anywhere else. I don't see him going I don't see him, go, I don't see him going nowhere. I see him if know. he did come back, I see him going one more. Um the, well so on the business side of that He's a $25 million hit uh, for the cap. So if it's not no adjustments, that's a crazy hit. But I think as a Lions organization, you have to – I think you have to just take that hit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't I mean, I mean, don't know money-wise. I don't know, I don't know his contract works. situation. I know he made 24 this year, but well, I don't yeah. know if – I don't know if he's on the hook for another twenty four next year. I don't, know, I don't, I don't know. know his contract, but I know the cap hit is like twenty twenty something million for the Lions next year, which is like high as fuck. Right. But I think well one, I don't know what the, the I don't know I don't know what the like projections of like what do the Lions set the meet the make every year or something like that. They know they don't make playoff money, so that's never really been in the right. fucking equation. So but fanship wise, if you decide I feel like if the if Calvin Johnson says he wants to play next year and play for us, and they say, Well, we don't wanna play we don't wanna pay you, we don't wanna take this cat pit you and go somewhere I think you would get the backlash of backlashes. Like that's when I think people will stop coming to games or stop watching. You gotta have them here no matter what. You just gotta take that fucking hit. So here's the question of all questions. Do you think they're gonna stop coming if he leaves? I think the hardcore fans may. I think the hardcore fans probably wouldn't because I feel like the hardcore fans understand the whole situation. Yeah. Whereas the lesser fans are probably just gonna be like, "Fuck this shit." Right. Our best players out here. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the the lesser fans probably would. I think the hardcore fans would get it. But here's the question that I really want to know because this is always what I think about in these kind of situations, and I'm not as uh, knowledgeable on this situation as I am in basketball. In basketball, I can tell you this 10 times out of 10. Football, I don't really know. If Calvin Johnson retires, is he in the Hall of Fame? Yep. Mm. In nine seasons of of what he's That's done. That's a damn good question. I like that I question. have no clue. Like I, I mean, I, I mean, I have an idea, but I mean, I like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, what the, what the, what the, I mean, I the think, determination I, I think, is for I think a football he, player, I think for a wide receiver. I think he's I led. 
I think he's led the league in categories over the, over enough seasons where I think he would definitely be in a conversation. I just wonder if he's not. I guess my question is like, if he's not inducted, would that be a a knock to him? I don't think so. I just I just think for me, I just wonder like for a guy who we're talking about a guy who is probably the top receiver in the game, but he was the top receiver in the game for. Yeah. Let's, but yeah, but let's face it. For a, a small amount of years, yeah. it's not like he was like the top receiver in the game for Jerry Rice amount of years. He was the top right. receiver in the game for like uh, three, invested. four, he didn't have him ten years in. Yeah, in the league for so 10. you look at a guy who has nine years, and he has nine good years, and maybe like we'll say six strong years, and maybe like three or four great years. And like the way I look at it is like. And like I, again, I don't know how I'm not as averse to this shit as I am with with the NBA. But for me, I kind of look at it as like Tracy McGrady. Like Tracy McGrady, he played way he played more than nine seasons. But Tracy McGrady probably had nine seasons of being Tracy McGrady, and then a whole bunch of seasons where he was like hurt and like all kinds of other shit. That's kind of like throwaway shit. So I kind of look at. Tracy McGrady is like, okay, he's kind of like on Dude, the hinge. Like, what the fuck is going on your phone? Nigga? Is this a guy that you put in the in, in, that you put in the Hall of Fame based off his strong Tracy McGrady seasons, right, or right. like, do you look at his career as a whole and think like, I don't know whether or not this guy gets in? Dude, I just see and that's kind of how I look at Calvin Johnson. If he retires, like, do you look? Does he have? Can you play nine seasons and get in the Hall of Fame in NFL? Like, that's not I, a lot of seasons. I just, I, man, somebody posted something about somebody Hall of Fame. It wasn't, wasn't Hall of Fame material. Oh, fuck, I can't think of who it is. He's a football player? No, it was basketball. Fuck. Chris Webber? I just thought, thought him because he he's he's eligible this year. You know what's funny? And I thought Chris, I, I Chris saw, Webber's another one that I, I saw, thought was I like. Saw some, I saw something about Chris. I saw something about Chris Webber. Uh, and they were saying that all the season he's played, he's still like he's not even like top twenty scoring or that's, some shit like that. That's dumb though. That's irrelevant. Like Chris Webber was, Chris Webber has a career average of like twenty and ten. Like right. that's a that's still good. In and of itself. I, I, I mean, I disagree with that point though. I, and I, Chris Webber was also the best player on a really really good team that only didn't win the championship because the league was fixed. So, like... You know, like, Golden State? Uh, oh, no, when he was on Sacramento. Sa- okay. So, like, Chris Webber, to me, is an example of somebody who's, like, kind of on the fence. Like, he had a great career, but it was, I like... I don't even know if I did feel... Did he have a Hall of Fame you, career? You, you I don't know. When you mentioned, uh... Oh, I know what it was. Uh, someone tweeted that, they, uh, uh, that Paul Pierce wasn't Hall of Fame. That Paul Pierce was what? Was not Hall of Fame. Okay, well, they need to be shot in the face. <laughs> Paul Pierce is like what? I was like what? Really? He didn't get shot in the face. Paul Pierce is Paul Pierce is automatic. No, <laughs> like yeah. that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. That's I was thinking, insane. Like, Paul Pierce is automatic. Though. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so I was like, that's not even a. That's yeah, no, that's insane. That's Paul Pierce is automatic. But like to me, that's the to me that's the most interesting question is after nine seasons of. Of Calvin Johnson's career, is he a Hall of Famer? Because you look at like if Calvin Johnson continues to play for another four years, for, per se, and he continues to perform at a rate of like, let's say, a thousand to twelve hundred yards a season, somewhere where he's like 
hovering around a thousand yards for the next four seasons. Right. And right. he, you know, now he can retire saying I got thirteen seasons of like where I was the shit for like four or five. I had like a thousand yards for however many this many however many seasons. I think like it's it's less debatable. But at nine seasons, I feel like it's kind it's of debatable. The, it's, like, on the, it's on the fence. I don't though. know, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how I don't know how the NFL shit works. Like I'm a little I'm way stronger on the NBA shit, but with NFL it's kind of like ah, uh, I don't know. Is is he? I don't know. I feel like you guys would know. Better I feel like I'm biased, and I think that he probably would. But I, I think, feel like I'm biased but, too. But, but honestly, I really think it'll really be a close call because. I mean, I don't know. You, you, well, you look at Barry played. Barry played a short amount of seasons. I don't know how many seasons Barry played, but obviously Barry retired before he should have retired. He retired when he was still. Right. He retired when he was still good. Yeah. And at that point, he was already one of the greatest running backs of all time. Yeah. Like, yeah, so it was yeah. like that was. But you can't sit. You can't make an argument for Calvin Johnson being the greatest wide receiver of all time. You can't make that argument. You just can't. There's too many. There's way too many guys who are better. So it's like at nine seasons, if you if better, he went, I really couldn't say better than him. Um, better in the sense of in the all time receiver conversation. As far in the all time receiver, he right can't here, even right now. Calvin Johnson, no, ever. Like you can't years. make. You can't put. You can't make an argument for Calvin Johnson being the top no, five the top receiver, or top whatever ever, receiver. No. Ever. You have to play some more time, right? That's that's my yeah, point. So yeah, it's like if yeah. he played four more seasons, for instance, and he had four more seasons of like respectability. Like you look at like like Steve Smith still put together a very solid season this year toward the end of his career, where it looked like Steve Smith wasn't really going to be shit, but he put together a good season. Like if Calvin Johnson can put together these solid ass seasons for like another three four years, mm-hmm. then I think it's less debatable. But retiring right now, no, I feel like he a, might be at a point where it's like, does he make it in? Cusp. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he's got on the cusp of it. Like, that. but I feel like somebody who knows like the way the NFL is with the Hall of Fame and shit, they might be able to be. They might be able to give a better opinion. Like, no, he's in because of this, or no, he's not in. Yeah, because I of don't. This. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like on the fence. Like, just like you when you're talking about T Mac, I think T Mac is worthy of it though. Um, I'm and and I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of on the fence on Tracy McGrady like because I feel like Tracy McGrady is kind of like the same thing as Calvin Johnson like he had like a Calvin Johnson career but he played more seasons but he played more seasons because he was hurt half of the motherfuckers like so it's like yeah. he had a whole bunch of seasons where he wasn't really shit so but then he had seasons where he was like the best player in the league yeah. so it's like. Where do you really go? I think from it's a real, I don't know. I, I I feel like it's a toss over. Crazy Tracy McGrady. Yeah. I feel like he had, he has a you look he has at a, a guy like Vince Carter, who Vince Carter was maybe had like I don't know if you could ever argue that Vince Carter was ever the same as Tracy McGrady at his peak, but Vince Carter has played a long career at this point. Yeah, and he's been solid for all that career, and then he had a time period where he was one of the better players in the game. So I feel like when Vince when Vince Carter retires, Vince Carter is in there. Yeah, like I think Vince Carter is in. But like Tracy McGrady, I'm kind of like I don't know. Even though Vince, Vince, even though Tracy McGrady at his best was better than Vince Carter, so it's like I don't know. I think that's the best conversation is 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 Calvin Johnson. I think in it, if he it was retires. almost like in comparison to like Vince Carter to Tracy McGrady. Vince Carter was a more 
entertaining, explosive player. Vince Carter just, I mean, I'm sorry, Tracy McGrady was just a, I don't know, I, I don't want to make his legacy seem whack, but he just wasn't the explosive player that a lot of other players that have been, you know, Hall of Fame and things of that nature. You know, he was a solid player, but I mean, I think if Vince wasn't known for all the dunking and stuff, he probably wouldn't be probably as the, play, the player he is. No, nah, Vince, Vince, Vince was Vince Carter was really good. Like, he was, I'm saying, but if Vince had, Carter was, uh, it was a, he was showy. If, if he was a, a total mid mid range shooter, no dunks, none of that, that. I don't know if it because he's I think more what memorable. did it for him is that he's still been he still found ways to be effective after his after he lost his athleticism. Like he still plays and he can still go out there and give you 15 points. Like he can still go out there. Like his past few seasons, he can still go out there and give you 12 a game or something like that. He's put together a respectable post peak career. Whereas Tracy McGrady never had a post peak career. He was like at his peak and then he was hurt, and that was it. Whereas Vince Carter has put together a solid post peak career, which actually Grant Hill kind of managed to do for the most part. Mm-hmm. Put together a solid post peak career. So, but to a lesser degree than Vince Carter did. Like, I think Vince Carter is in. Like, he Vince Carter, is. like, I think the his only real knock is that he never had any real success as a, you know, as a member of a team. But, like, as a, as an individual player, I think Vince Carter has a stronger case than Tracy McGrady just because Tracy McGrady, but the thing with Tracy McGrady is that, like, Tracy McGrady is, like, at his peak was, like, neck and neck with Kobe at his peak. So, it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like because I saw one game that T Mac went the fuck off, put up like me, yeah, like sixteen I, points, I like thirty it, seconds of them. Yeah, I'm looking like where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That shit. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I know. I think it it'll be interesting when it actually comes about, but I I I think he would. So who do you think would make it make it? I guess who's more defined to make it more McGrady or Weber? And I don't think, and I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's an easy question. But I think Weber. Though. I don't know. I think McGrady. McGrady had more. I guess. Oh man, I'll, I'll probably go with T Mac though on that. It's Weber is our nigga still, but I think it's T Mac. <clears throat> that is tough. I feel like <laughs> Weber might have had. I feel like Weber might have had a. A longer time period of being effective than Tracy McGrady had, but Tracy McGrady had a higher peak than Weber did. So it's kind of like I don't know how you really judge it. I think that Weber gains an advantage in that, like I said, he was the best player on a really good team that should have won a championship, whereas Tracy McGrady never even sniffed a championship as being the leader of an of an Orlando team. Well, um, answer me this: how did, how did how did how did Tracy McGrady is how tall is he? But he sniffed the championship. Tracy McGrady never even got close. How tall is Tracy McGrady? Oh, I don't remember. S- seven feet, maybe. No, <laughs> like six, seven, six, six eight. Seven. How did he end up having an oversized suit on? Do you remember the pictures? Because all him? NBA players wear oversized suits. How, are you, how are you that fucking big and have an oversized <laughs> suit, though? How are you that rich and have an oversized well, suit? That's Get a fucking tailor. I think that's probably the better question. How are you that rich that's and have, the question. A, have an oversized suit? That, yeah, I think that's the that's the better one. That's the question. So, switching topics if we could. I guess we're we're running 
kind of on time, but whatever. American Idol is finally ending. Thank God. 14 seasons. I'm wondering why this is a topic. Let's see where you're going with this. <laughs> I just don't understand how it's went this long. That's kind of, I mean, that, it, I, I didn't really have no real goal with this topic. I oh. just, it was, it was one of those things I saw in the news. I was like, oh, I saw, I was watching this morning and they were talking about his ending. And uh, I was like, man, how did the fuck did it go this long? I have no idea. None. And then when you really think about it, okay, I think this is like the 20th American Idol or whatever. How many of those people have actually turned out to be successful stars? Three? I, I don't know, like Fantasia. Well, let's hold on. I go, I'm gonna go through the list. Ruben but here's the thing: even if you go through the list of all the winners, you're not even gonna get an accurate list because there were people who didn't win that Jordan actually Sparks. turned out to be who turned out to be dope. Like I don't think Ruben Stuttered. I don't think didn't win, but he had like a little bit of a career. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so he came second to Clay Aiken. Was that? Hey, you're asking the wrong guy, sir. I have no idea. All right, so um. First season winner was, do y'all know y'all? Kelly Clarkson? I, uh, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. The country chick. Yeah. But she's actually done well. I yes, think she's Kelly still Clarkson's done, done well, yes. Uh, the first season runner up, I don't even remember this. Dude. Jennifer Hudson was a fucking runner Jennifer up. Hudson. Uh, now the few. But, now yeah, the, but yeah, side note. But yeah. Justin Gariani. Who? Exactly. See? There you go. <laughs> Second season well, winner was Ruben Studdard. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did yeah. win. Okay, yeah, he won that one. But the runner-up was Clay Aiken, Clay Aiken, which actually was a lot more popular than Ruben, and probably still, still to this day. Um, I don't remember the the fourth place dude. Some guy named Josh Grayson. I don't know who the fuck I he know is. Who that was still, yeah. But um, came out. Yeah, I guess he had shit came out. Uh, Wait till you start going though. Like yeah. we're in the first two, the first two, like the the first one's kind of hit. Yeah, but like we're at like twenty now. Like All a lot right. of these motherfuckers Se- turn out Se- to be nothing. Season three winner was Fantasia. Fantasia. Okay. Uh, anybody take guess of uh what place Jennifer Hudson was? No, I have no idea. Um, she can't. No, she didn't even get that deep. She got kicked off. I think. About six? I thought like Matisse was a huge fan. Close. I know. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he's an undercover fan and no one knows about this He knew shit. that Ruben Stuttered and Clay Aiken was the same season. Yeah. He like made I, a valid guess on Jennifer Ruben. Hudson. Like, seventh place. Seven. 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 Yeah, Simon didn't pick her. Right? Yeah, yeah, seventh place. Yeah. Another star from uh, season three was William Hung. <laughs> wait, what? Oh, wait, yeah. yeah I mean, was he wasn't a real though. star, yeah. but that was kind of, yeah. Uh, season <laughs> four... See, yeah, she bangs right. Yeah. Season four, Carrie Underwood. Okay, um, she 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 made it. Um, I don't remember Bo Bryce. He was a runner up. I think he was another yeah. country dude. And then it was a guy, Mario Vanquez. Okay. I don't know who he was. Uh, I, I think. Look at that, like, mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. getting closer to right. We're only right. on four. Um, I think he released the album in two thousand six, but he hasn't released nothing else after that. Uh, season five, Taylor Hicks, mm-hmm. and what? I believe she's been pretty. Popular. That's a guy, I believe. Is that? Isn't Taylor Hicks a guy? Probably so. You know what? Never mind. Uh, I don't remember that one. Chris Daltrey, he was a rock singer or some shit. Kanye was, Shrug. Uh, okay. I don't know who she was. Some some girl named Kelly Pickler. She was nope. season five. Uh, she runner won? Up. Oh, no, runner, runner up. up. Season six, Jordan Sparks won. Jordan Sparks, I okay. Um... And then there was a dude, Blake Lewis, who was a runner-up. Nope. Um, 
And now it gets sketchy for me. Because I'm going to get sketchy uh, from this point for everybody see. forward. Let's see. Right. Da- uh, season seven, David Cook. Don't know who, who? the fuck he is. David who? Cook. Who? Dave- yeah, exactly. Uh, the runner up was David Archuleta. And I remember him. That name sounds familiar. His name familiar, sounds real familiar. But. Um, <laughs> the other, they call him the other David. Left the spotlight two years ago as a Mormon missionary in Chile, but performs daily. Uh, Jason Castro, season seven. Don't know who the fuck that is. That was a winner? Uh, no, that was runner up. Oh. Season eight, Chris Allen, a winner. Who? Exactly. Uh, runner up, Adam Lambert. The name sounds Adam familiar. The name sounds familiar, yeah. but. Is Adam Lambert the motherfucker who won a voice? No, that's um, Adam Lambert was the first openly gay contestant. Tour with Queen and Freddie Mercury. Whatever. I don't think so. Now it gets really weird because I don't know who the fuck these people are. Like the other names is so season nine Lee D Wise. No. Sold thirty nine thousand copies. What? Okay. Um. What the fuck is that? Season ten winner Scott McCreary. Who? <laughs> season 11 winner ha this is funny Philip Phillips who I feel like I would know that if I was really paying attention right. the winner is Philip <sighs> Phillips season 12 Candace Glover who season 13 they, at this point they're not even doing runner ups because it don't even make a difference right why bother season 13 Caleb who? Johnson I'm saying who in advance who, who? right you can't say that <laughs> uh, season 14 who Nick <laughs> Frediani Whatever. Is it is it only fourteen seasons? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it is only fourteen. Oh, seasons. that's the guy that won last season. Okay, I know yeah. who that is then. Oh, okay. I I don't. <laughs> but he ain't did shit. American yeah. Idol has only been great to me for the first parts of it. The the bloopers has only been my 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 only entertaining part about I like the voice setup. Though. My point is, why did this shit go so long when the People stopped being relevant a long time ago. They probably made so much fucking money off that shit. And the people, even the people who were successful, were never like iconic successful. Like, there's nobody who won American Idol who was like, okay, so I think the best, the best ones, the the most successful ones were Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood were probably like the most successful ones. And then. Fantasia has some albums. Fantasia, I think. Fantasia, but I'm talking about like no, as, no uh, it's about like I'm talking about like full on like success, like like what to the, to the so point of said, like I, Carrie Cl- Underwood could could go on tour and could sell tickets. Like I think Carrie Underwood could probably crazy. Fantasia probably, gonna sell them kind of. I probably tickets. I think Carrie Underwood is probably the most marketable of all of the. Uh, Idol people. Yeah, her and Kelly Clarkson can go on tour and like still sell out arenas. Fantasia could sell out St. Andrews, but like she ain't really like, <laughs> like Andrews, she ain't really doing shit. Well, like, I think ain't none of these but ain't none of these bitches fucking with like Taylor Swift or. Well, I'm just I'm just surprised like that, that. it's the whole genre too. I think it, I, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, you know what I'm, saying? I'm just I'm kind of just happy that it was still black folks that actually done well and could continue to do stuff. Jennifer Hudson still, you know, is in the business. Yo, Jay, you know, and then what does that say today? And, and then, really, arguably, she's one of the most successful contestants ever, and, and plays seventh. Like, right. so like, she might. I so think she are might they even really a good I, judge of talent. Now, like, Jennifer Hudson might be the 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 most popular as far as 
trickle down as far as spots. Like, if like, you look at her music combined with her, like, movies and acting and shit like that, like, Jennifer Hudson could be one of the most successful American Idol contestants crazy ever. Crazy part is, season two, though, fucking make it. season two, and seventh. season two really show how the, the, uh, white privilege, <laughs> Uh, really was ve- uh was was showing because Clay Aiken was way more popular than Ruben Stutter. No one really wanted a fat black nigga to win, and he won. And Clay Aiken was, had much more I'm notoriety. Any of that? Yeah, remember that song? <laughs> I'm I, think sorry. He, I think he's been a but new really, lady because I think he just graduated from college. What else did he have other than that? I feel like that was like his only like really. Did he go to gospel after that? Song, yeah, I think he did. But I think Clay Aiken did a lot more, um, more. I but I think the point is that I think Clay the point Aiken. the point here is that you can win America Idol and not be shit. Like, like it don't mean shit. So why shit. did the shit go on for so long? Like, why has this shit been on forever when the winners of America Idol stopped being relevant like ten years ago? Shit, like the day after. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think. I'm so glad this shit is over, and I'm glad it's over because it started a, a string of other shows that are like knockoff versions of that shit. Where we just gotta see these singing competitions. Like, why is everything that's like a talent show really just a singing competition? Like, they they'll pass it off as like a talent show, but it's really just about singing. But all the people that came on a random talent never got picked. It was only the singers, though. Right. Which is kind of wild, but I, I enjoyed all of the bloopers for a good four seasons. I enjoyed watching the first week. And then after that, I didn't watch anymore. Like, I didn't give a fuck. I watched last season because my wife loves this fucking show, which is beyond me. Jay Tate on there? I watched that shit. Who? Oh, Oh, I watched that shit last season, and we went to the fucking thing when they were here, which I will admit was a bomb-ass experience. Like, to be on a fucking live American Idol show is live as hell. Like, it, it was crazy. But, I mean... Man, that show fucking sucks. What's the I'm show so that uh, um, um, Nick Cannon, America's Got Talent? So, a dude that I knew from my old hood won on America's Got Talent some years ago. Um, and so that was like the he only one. Yeah, he actually won. Land Landau uh, Calrissian. No, I'm sorry, Landau uh, Murphy. <laughs> Tall, tall you, you're an idiot. Tall. Nobody knows. Like, did nobody get that? You said his name was Lando. Lando. Okay, cool. Lando Murphy. Billy D. Williams character in Star Wars. Nobody got that. Dude, Lando Calrissian. What? Nobody got that. You know what's funny? Okay. It's funny. Y'all niggas suck. Funny, no, Y'all niggas suck. Funny you should mention that. We were talking about that when we watched uh, Star Wars. Like, where the fuck was he at? Is it? Is it because he wasn't scripted? But did the last movie into the new movie? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? He, okay, that was, a, just, that was just a random question. theoretically pop up. Wait, is Billy D. Williams still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I swear my wife asked the same <laughs> fucking question. It's being real. Billy D. Williams. My wife had the same question. Was he still alive? I'm like, I believe he is. He could theoretically still pop up. Who knows? Um, but anyway, the dude, uh, Landau Murphy, he was oh, so one man, of the winners. I didn't know a nigga named Landau. Oh, he, was, he, was a, he was one of the winners <laughs> from America. The... Uh, got talent, and uh, he grew up around the corner for me. Kinda what did cool. he do? He sung like opera. Of course. See, that's my problem. Why is all the shows, even when they're supposed like, to incorporate other shit, they all ultimately just turn into singing shows? He was dope, though. He was yeah. really dope. Man, fuck yeah. Lando. He was dope. 
I ain't yeah, seen him in years. He used to cut my hair when I was a kid. Um, yeah, we'll fuck him. But, uh, what up, Landon? Right. Um, about to cut his hair. So, what, right. what did you mention after that? Fuck, I don't lost track. Uh, oh, Star Wars. So, yeah. So, we was wondering, like, where was Billy D at? Yeah. Um, and I couldn't, because I don't follow as well. I'm like, I thought he was still alive in the movie, so. He didn't die. He didn't die off or nothing. Because I was cute. Did you see Star Wars? Okay. I don't know. He could pop up. It's it's feasible he could pop up. Well, yeah, I think I mean not not that I know that he didn't that die off. Too many black people on the motherfucker. You know how that white motherfucker killed himself. <laughs> no, why? I don't get that. Why would you just not want the not blacks? Want what? That's her name. Like the like when the whole thing about you know uh, Star Troop. I mean uh, FN. Oh, Finn, excuse me, not FN. Finn, uh... Well, it was FN his number, right? Yeah, FN, FN yeah. something, yeah. yeah well, I, I still didn't get, like, the whole big deal about that shit. Because white people don't like to see a black person playing a major role in a in what they deem to be a white murder they movie. they deem, just like you said, what they deem, not, not really knowing that the motherfucker... It had black people from the get-go. Yeah. That, but, but that's... And the, nobody racist has ever been smart. Ever. Right. And ever. He, and he's married to a black woman. <laughs> Wait, who you talking about? The motherfucker. Hey, the motherfucker. Yeah. Which who, motherfucker? motherfucker. Who, who, wait, who, 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 there is somebody who is married to... Oh, George Lucas. George Lucas. Yeah, he's married to a black woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The but the, like I said, no no right. person who's racist has ever been accused of being smart. The motherfucker. The mother- <laughs> <laughs> they got... They got black. They're mad that there's a black person playing a lead role in Star Wars. Like there hasn't been a black person who has played a major role in Star Wars now, consistently. I, now I will say that I was like really disturbed that okay, we got this only black guy that's in the movie and he comes out a sweating fucking slave. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Mad about that? Don't get me started. Walking through the desert. I'm like, and and, and I remember that that. Oh. That preview, you know, way I said that on the podcast. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. why you got to come out looking like a newly freed slave? Like, you know what's gonna kill everybody though? Is if oh boy, do that. Uh, 007. What's his name? Oh, Idris. Idris. <laughs> don't let that happen. Oh, I hope that happens don't, so bad. Don't let that happen. Oh, I hope that happens. Man, they are going. On they gonna be free. sick. They going to kill him free. They gonna be sick. And yeah, I would that, love it. That's gonna be fucking. Idris awesome. will make a great. will make a great James Bond. I think he would make a dope. He, 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 he make, make a great a dope James, James Bond. Bond. I think he'd be dope as fuck. Yeah, I think he'd be dope. You know what? You know what? I don't even want him to have like the English voice. I want him to have a string of bell voice just to just piss people off. And <laughs> just shit. to be a dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> James Bond is from the Bronx. I just want him to piss everybody off like that. James Bond from Baltimore. Right. Right. James Baltimore. He's on, he's on James Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I would I would love him to have that voice. Oh, that should be weird. So uh do we have any time for anything else? I would, we probably should wrap up. We got yeah. time to drink. Um <laughs> Yeah, we should probably wrap up. <laughs> We're not gonna subject people to that. Um Yeah, we yeah, I didn't really have much else. Uh, I think we covered most of the shit. Yeah, you <clears throat> but uh, what was your topic? What was your topic? Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Oh, no, yeah. oh no, that, that was, was that was on our top list. That was definitely. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> yeah were, you yeah, did, but it was yeah, still on yeah, there. Yeah, that, <laughs> that came out today, and I was definitely like Calvin Johnson. Yeah, we got to talk about Calvin Johnson. Yeah, uh, that was it. So, um, as y'all I w- still didn't actually answer. If y'all thought he was he should be in the Hall of Fame, though. I'm just saying. Uh, yes. Give me another season. Yes. That's not the question. 
if he don't play anymore, is he in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I think I say no. I think I say no. Yeah. I think he's like that guy that when his time pops up pops up on a ballot, there's gonna be too many people who are like, eh, he didn't do enough. Uh, he didn't do this. I, I feel I, and that like I said, that's just basic basing it on my knowledge of how the NBA does it, but I kinda feel like nine seasons I don't see how you could play nine seasons. If your whole nine seasons wasn't Jerry Rice seasons, I don't see how you get in, man. I feel like you think like, if he won Super Bowls it would be more of a Yeah. I think if he if he if the Lions won a Super Bowl and he was like the forefront at the forefront of that shit to the point of where like typically when a team wins a Super Bowl, the quarterback is the focal point. If if the Lions were the Super Bowl and he was the focal point, then I think that increases the chances. The thing but is, it doesn't really change stats, though. It doesn't, but the, I'm I'm thinking of how. I mean, I get it. How they how they typically handle it, and I just feel like a guy who played nine seasons, if he didn't have nine seasons at the top of the league, I don't see how he gets in. Man, I feel like he Calvin Johnson had three four seasons where he was like a top tier guy and like i'm like that's not i don't i don't know if that's good enough i don't think that's good enough i don't know if he gets in and i feel like my bias is like we're looking at a guy who is unequivocally unequivocally the unequivocally the best wide receiver who has played for the lions and we're also looking at a guy who's arguably one of the better wide receivers ever but Nine seasons and four or five great ones. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I looked at his actual numbers, I might shift on that. But, like, my general just experience as a Lions fan over the last nine seasons, I don't think Calvin Johnson has had a Hall of Fame career. I think think he's had a handful of like Hall of Fame caliber seasons in the sense of like he's had a season where it's like this guy's automatic Pro Bowl or this guy is like the best receiver to play football right now. But mm, nine seasons where you're Hall of Fame caliber, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I can tell you all this. Hopefully next podcast we're talking about $675 million. Did, oh. did, did anybody hit that bitch? Nobody won. Nobody did? Okay, well, I'm, I'm buying for the next one. So I guess yeah. no, none of us won. Yeah. But still, look, you could have won something less. You know, got the ones with fewer numbers. Or or won some hundreds. I haven't checked, man. No. I haven't checked. Yeah. I know the the one I actually played with my actual numbers didn't. So maybe the... Uh, Go ball 17. Oh, I don't know what my Go ball was. Well, like I said, we look at Barry... Barry was automatic. Mm-hmm. Best running back to ever do it when he retired, and he retired early. Calvin Johnson retires early. Is Calvin Johnson the best wide receiver to ever do it? No. Definitively, no. Is he top five? No. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Nine seasons, and he's he can't even say he's top. If he did nine seasons, he's like top five, and it's like, yeah, fuck it. But is he nine seasons at top five? No. Nope. I don't know, man. I don't think he gets in at nine seasons, man. I think he needs another three he or might four. Think he's 
considering uh-huh. who's already going in prior to him in, in his little nine, ten year stretch. In ten years, how many other receivers within this ten year stretch are better than I, but it's not really about who was better than him in his time period. It's about where he ranks all time. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. all time. It's, yeah, like, it's going to be all time, but, you know. Yeah. Fucking drink. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, as always, thanks for listening. Find us on SoundCloud, What Up Though? Uh, our Twitter page, What Up Though Podcast. Uh, our individuals, uh, podcast, um, individual podcast, individual <laughs> uh, Twitter pages, Blame Otis and Michael underscore Aaron. And you can find us at on Facebook, uh, What Up Though Podcast. And until yeah. next week, peace. Peace.